Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Oh my god. Yep. Hey, what happened to the music? Well. It's back. Well, hello there, everybody. Larcher, the third. Join in the conversation. Chat. Give us a call. Well, welcome. I said welcome I said I was going to hand it over, and then I forgot to plug the the the, the call in line. If you want to, you oh know. yeah, 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 hit that. Seven six zero four five four eight eight three four to call us. Seven six zero four five four eight eight three four or chat wherever you are watching us. Facebook Live, Twitch, heck, YouTube. Get us there. Hey, Sean. Hey, brother. Hello, Al. Welcome to another exciting edition of The Sports Addict. I am Alfred Ferdinand Larcher III. That is Clark Lawrenson. And, uh, well, the Chicago Bears have once again won a game, and I couldn't feel more horrible about it. I couldn't feel more (laughs) disappointed, disgusted, and broken with the whole Chicago Bears team after an exciting victory. How about you, Clark? Well, I feel like the the graphic that I have up at the bottom, it's, it's been up for three weeks now. It's just going to stay there. Who are the Chicago Bears? Who are they? Now, they beat the Houston Texans. 
They are the Chicago Bears that have held teams to only field goals in the second half. So far in the first three weeks, they've only given up four field goals, no touchdowns. Uh, Who are these Chicago Bears? Great running team. Great running team, it appears. Well, when you're playing Houston, I guess. Uh, Yeah, one of the worst run defenses in football, absolutely. When when your second running back steps up and takes it to the house, takes over when your first running back goes down, that feels pretty good, but there's just, as you said, I'm not, I'm just whelmed about the Chicago Bears victory. Uh-oh. That, yeah, I, uh, uh, Clark over there. Which I wish, you know, I mean, I understand David Montgomery's got a little bit of a sore knee, and uh, I'm hoping he sits for three to six weeks, um, you know, for, for, uh, for the collective. That's going to help. Our football team, our fantasy but, uh, football team, the collective, of course. But the Chicago Bears, you know, I think we do have something in Herbert. I've, I've been saying that. Uh, I've been preaching that since week one, you know, that eventually we're going to move on from David Montgomery. And uh, I think he's a, he's a serviceable back, um, Herbert. And uh, we saw glimpses of it this week. So that was exciting. You know, the big question going in was, you know, last week I said, we found out what their ceiling was and their ceiling was very low. You know, we're going to figure out what the basement is this week. And uh, I think we found the basement. And I don't, you know, I'm, I'm projecting us for four wins. I think that's where we're at right now. And, I mean, we already have two. You know, that tells you where we're going. Uh, wow. The future is not looking bright. The future is not what it once was. Um, I mean, if, if they can't get three more wins in the rest of this season, I mean, what are we talking about? 14 more games. Where, where are we at here, Al? I mean, do, do I need to do I need to share the schedule up on the screen so I can read it here real quick? I mean, if you want to do that, sure. I mean, uh, I'll take a look and uh, you know tell you how bad things are. Gonna yeah, be. I'll do that. But yeah, what? Where are you at? Like, I know you're saying four wins still at this point, but like, what did you think? Did you get a chance to see the all twenty twos at all, or was it not worth the time? Yeah. Like, no, no, it's worth the time. I just I just haven't gotten around to it yet. I've been. Uh, you know, I think I might have the long, the long COVID. Um, it, it's very hard to have energy to do anything uh, lately. And I mean, that's even with like antidepressants. I just like, I, I can do like one thing a day. Is that still and, the seasonal uh, though? Like, could that possibly be seasonal depression still, even with the, you know, even with the meds and whatnot a little bit? Like it just got could cold. Be. I, mean, I the, mean, look, I haven't been to a doctor. I'm, I'm, I'm self, uh, you know, diagnosing, which is never good. Okay. But like, you know, I had I had a crisis in here, Clark, in the attic, because I, I oh. went. I, I decided to make my chili, and I went to the I went to the the, oh, uh, the Marianos, and I got everything I needed for the chili. Well, I bought limes, even though I never cut up the lime and used the limes. I bought the limes anyways, mm-hmm. uh, because you know what? You know, it's always good to have limes around. You can drop them in some water. You only live once. Know, yeah, right. Well, I left the limes out, and like a day later, my apartment, the the uh, attic, started reeking a mold. A day? And, uh, yeah, a day later. So I realized it was probably the limes. So I shove them in the refrigerator, you know, to, to cool them off. I figure, you know, maybe uh, whatever's going on, the uh, the refrigeration will help it. And uh, uh, I left that in there for two days, and then the entire fridge started reeking like uh, mold. And uh, I threw the limes out the window uh, because, you know, I, I didn't want to just leave them outside, and I wasn't going to go down to the garbage. So I threw them out to the taxi stand next door. And uh, next thing I know, the refrigerator still reeked of uh, the mold, and everything, including stuff in plastic, tasted like 
uh, lime mold. You know, like I, I would cook a hot dog and the hot dog would taste like mold. So I had to throw all the food out <clears throat> and uh, it's still, uh, it's still permeated. It's still, it still remained. So, you know, yesterday I had to completely clean the refrigerator out and, and uh, wipe it down and, you know, throw some bleach in there. And uh, there's still a little bit of a lime, moldy lime. Uh, so there's a, the, the moldy lime crisis of 2022 is upon us. It must have been. Like, I think our first winter here, we went on a vacation, you know, at the, at the beginning of March, end of February. And uh, we came home and just this horrible smell. We thought it was gas. It could have been mold. We weren't sure. Did we leave? You know, is there a gas line leaking? We're like, do we need to get the kids out of the house? I found a clementine in a work bag up in my bedroom, the worst. And that's what it was. Like, those things kick out some, those little fruits, man. You, you leave them laying around. You, that's, where penicillin, that's where penicillin comes from, Clark. From fruit, fruit mold. I didn't know it was fruit mold yeah, specifically. Yeah, from, from citrus, yeah. Okay. You know, oranges make your uh, penicillin, which kill all the uh, problems. You know, it's helped the humanity grow forward. I mean, if it wasn't for the penicillin, we'd be in, in terrible shape. So, you know, I mean, it served its purpose. It's just not a good idea. So if you ever have anything moldy, don't put it in the refrigerator. That, that's, that's lesson number one. I, I probably should have learned that years ago. Well, folks, uh, now, I pulled this up. Oh, no, go ahead. Yeah. I pulled up this, you know, the schedule here. And if you go click on printable schedule, this is off of the Chicago Bears website. You go click on printable schedule. And this is what shows up on the official webpage. Like, how embarrassing. That's ridiculous. This is from an NFL site. What are you doing here? Like, from, for the people listening at home, you see, it looks like kids drew every NFL logo of the teams we're playing. I mean, it had to be. It's like Hazel got some Watch fans. It. And I bet it's like it, it benefits a, a, a charity for kids, probably. And now I'm just an asshole. I don't care. <laughs> you can still be a, like, look, right. the Bears have a lot of money. They could give money to the charity and not have a, you know this childlike imagery. You know, uh, that's just pathetic. It's in funny. all honesty, the the logos on the side don't bother me that much. It's just that that font, like the fuck oh the logos bother me clark do they I need to get rid of those green well that that green one there on the right horse shit whatever that is well the green one looks like a moldy lime it's giving me flashbacks tom brady had one job to do this year and it was to beat the green bay packers did it happen no the the question with the chicago bears is do we have a a moldy lime at at uh quarterback and are we leaving him in the refrigerator too long I don't know yet. You know, I still don't know. I thought the dude was constantly under pressure. I thought the dude didn't have a chance to be a quarterback. I don't think the guy could get any rhythm going because there's no opportunity to get rhythm going. So, you know, I'm definitely not a guy writing him off. I I mean, I'm still on the Justin Fields bandwagon. And I think, you know, I want to see what he does next year. I want him to be the quarterback next year. But right now, man, uh, you know, there's a lot of questions with Chicago Bears and they're, they're scary. Scary questions. I mean, we're entering the month of October, uh, which I learned uh, after trying to get a, a, a sticker for my license plate uh, that, that it was the wrong month. I, was, I mix up November and September quite often. And uh, so I reversed those two. But, you know, we're entering October, which is the spooky time of year. You know, it's a, the, the Spanish holiday, the Day of the Dead is celebrated. Uh, <laughs> the American uh, holiday, uh, Halloween is observed. The, the fall festivals. Yeah, we're there. Uh, uh, Oktoberfest beer is out. Um, I, I had my one for the year, but actually I've had four. I usually only have one, but now I've had four. I was at a, I was at a beer tasting festival the other day, Al. 
Um, you you kind of uh, you buried. What did you say in there? You said something that you just jumped right over. Now now I lost my train of thought. I jumped onto the beer thing. Wait, um, you've never tasted beer before. You got to go to festivals to taste beer. Well, it's a it's a benefit for uh, the Forest Preserve, uh, the Cook County Forest Preserve, and uh, it's called Beer in the Woods. It's over at Labaw Woods. You've probably ridden your bike around up there. They got some nice trails. They go yeah. through through the ball woods and uh, probably a hundred breweries around. I really almost the name of the woods. It was Saturday from two to six. We rode our bikes up there. I would have invited you, but you're not much of a beer guy. And it's a Saturday. You didn't ride your bike. You just you just clicked your little uh, battery button and, and you uh, you zoomed over there. Hang on, my my wife was on a bike that doesn't have a motor on it at all. Yeah, that poor woman has to work. So she instead, so she's instead got of pedals, she's got to go to her nine to five listen, job. Meanwhile, you're over here with battery packs. Listen, on my e-bike, there's no button. There's no magic button to make it go. You have to pedal. So well, instead of instead of having on level five assist, I I didn't raise mine above level two because my wife is riding with me. You know, like I'm not, and she's not riding on an electric. We need to get her an electric. You've got to go electric, Al. No, I'm not going electric. You've got to go. Yeah, I, come I on. Pedal. No. You got to go electric. It you'd love it. It it's uh you get great exercise. I ride about twenty five miles a day on it to and from work. It's fantastic. Yeah. Were we going to discuss uh, where are the Bears going to get their victories? So these first three games here, they've gotten themselves a few victories, right? Couple couple few. Both of the home games, week one, Forty ers Week three, Texans. They lost at Green Bay, as as they do. What did you see last night out of those New York Giants that uh, that makes you think the Bears don't have a shot next Sunday at noon? Well, how are you just outside of New York City? Barkley, right? You know, Barkley was uh, tra- tragically underdrafted in uh, a season long fantasy football, even a best ball. I think. Uh, you know, he, he was he was uh, underdrafted. The guy's a top five running back against the Chicago Bears team that uh, is going to struggle mightily against these uh, New York Giants. Uh, Danny Dimes, I don't think, is as good of a quarterback as Justin Fields, but I think Danny Dimes is in a better situation. You know, uh, you, you wished for Shepard to get injured, and uh, Shepard is now injured, and, he, you know, he's done. I didn't so. wish for him to get injured. I wish that he wouldn't score very many points no, if you no, recall no. i never said let's have him injured we got outbid al i don't want the guy to score hey clark hey clark you know what this is who's this this is your e-bike how you doing i'm good thank you for contacting me my name is marvin by the way you haven't given me a name yet my name is marvin no. anyways i just want to let you know you're a pussy for using uh for using the e-bike instead of pedaling that's incorrect you think this way too much you shouldn't claim 25 miles. That's for people who actually pedal. That's incorrect. You say, hey, I took my bike to go for a stroll. You don't, I guess you don't quite understand the e-bike there. You, you don't understand what you do. Like you're, I do understand what I do. I mm-hmm. said, Right. You know, right. Like, uh, There's no throttle. Like, honestly, I didn't get one with like, a throttle. I can max, like I go at most 20 mile an hour. Like it, I hardly even like, and it helps me go faster. Yeah, but I don't always use it. Sometimes I'm trying to conserve hey, battery. One more thing. One more thing, Clark, before I lay there. Wash yep. your ass. Thank you. Um, well, right, Clark, your, uh, phone, your bicycle check it in, Marv. 
I'm a little offended by the bike there, Al, because, uh, you know, we got the bidet attachment now. So I think all that's been solved. You don't have a real bidet, though. You got an attachment. The attachment is... is, is, is oh, what do you want me to do? You want me to go buy a bidet? Yeah, I'll just yeah, go buy a bidet. Buy bidet. Great. Right. Yeah, just you're buy a bidet. When you can just go online and buy a little, buy an attachment and put it on there. Well, come on, Al. You buy a new a bidet. I mean, it's not that expensive to get a nice bidet as opposed to some little, you know, having some little hose shooting water up your ass. That's a side attachment. That's not a bidet, we, man. We are supposed to be discussing the Chicago Bears here. Uh, bidets and Chicago Bears are very, very comparable. Well, why? Because they clean they clean your butt? Because they involve the ass, man. And this Bears team is ass. Okay. Okay. I agree 100%. Get out of here. All right. So if they can't stop Saquon, they can't win. I'm going to count on Eberflus here. Yeah, I like Eberflus. I still like him. I still feel like, um, you know, the, fun, the fundamentals are there for the Chicago Bears. And um, the team does have a little bit of discipline. And uh, he seems like a, a competent coach. But the offensive uh, play calling is concerning. I mean, there's questions of, are, you know, you see, on, you see on Twitter, and my God, what, what, a, what a cesspool of humanity that place is. I've got to, I've got to discuss with you Twitter a bit later too. We've got well, to... yeah, people are asking about you, Clark. There's people asking about where's Clark. Uh oh. Um, you know, the, the people are concerned about you because uh, uh, one of your fake personas has, has disappeared. But you know, uh, we'll 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 get there. Uh, this, this offense is, um, you know, you go on the Twitter, and people are very um, agitated. With with uh, with the Chicago Bears team, they're, they're very um, ooh, you I know. Like uh oh, see, in the last few weeks, Al now has more controls than before. That's good. Yeah, it's, it was down at the bottom. I mean, yeah, we're good. What did I screw something up now? What do you? What do you uh... No, but now I got to sit over here, right here. You, you like the side by side? For those watching on YouTube, for those of you listening, this would be difficult. Like, you prefer the side by side? We should get a poll up. How do? Where do? Where can we do polls? Let's do a poll. No, that's the guy who runs the team. That's the GM. Oh, Ryan polls. Yeah, Ryan polls. All right. Um, who? Who? I'm. That's the guy I'm peeved at more than anybody. You know, I think that guy. That, that could be a problem for us. Yeah, nobody me cares, too. Clark. But truly, nobody nobody cares about that. What what the side scrolling picture is uh yeah, is now, good for us. But now well, I need I, to be over I, here. I was talking about something. This you, gets you, me in the middle it. now. I wasn't. Okay, go ahead. I don't I don't I don't even remember where I was going. I oh, I spelled the season wrong. You you've completely you've completely thrown thrown me off there. But um, you were talking about the offense. Um, people on Twitter. Oh, are you know yes, yes. saying a lot about it? And the cesspool that is Twitter, you know, is saying like, oh, the Bears, the Bears are the Bears. They've clearly given up on um, Justin Fields. I mean, that's clear by their play calling. And I mean, I think it's clear they've given up on their offensive line more than they've given up on Justin Fields. I mean, you don't have, you know, I keep, mm-hmm. <laughs> I keep harping back to this that, you know, you don't have an offensive line. What the hell are you supposed to do? 
by the way, uh, Justin Fields getting extremely cheap on uh, DraftKings. Like I Uh-oh. might have, to, I might have to lose money on him. Oh, dude, I lost. I dropped in the Scott Fishbowl from 60th to uh, like 290th place because of Justin Fields starting Mariota over Justin Fields. But that's a, that's a topic for another discussion. Wait, you um, started Fields? Yeah, I, I started Fields over Mariota because I'm a homer, and uh, I thought. I thought, like, look, if Fields is going to have a good game, it's going to be against the yep. Texans. There's no way he's going to give me negative points, which in the Scott Fishbowl, he ended up producing negative points. Wow. So, you know, Mariota only put up, like, 14, 15 points, but, you know, versus negative three, you know, that that's a swing of 17 points, and I lost by, like, 15. So, yeah, I mean, painful. But 17 attempts. You know, we're talking about San Francisco 49ers. 17 attempts, 8 completions, 654. 47.1 completion rate. Week two, 11 attempts, 7 completions, 63.6 uh, completion rate. Week three, this is not a repeat, 17 attempts, 8 completions, 47.1 uh, completion percentage. So he has the exact same stats in week one in a monsoon as he does week three against the Houston Texans, the lowly Houston Texans, he goes 47.1 completion rate in both games, throws only 17 passes in both games, 121 yards he put up against San Francisco, 106 yards against the helpless Houston Texans. Um, Two interceptions this week. uh, Week one, he only threw one, and he also had two touchdown passes against the 49ers, zero this week. He did absorb five sacks in the game against the Houston's. Now, remember going into this game, remember what we talked about last week, the Houston Texans ranked dead last in defensive line and defensive line production. This is a bad defensive line. Five sacks. Wow. You know, what the hell are you supposed to do? Uh, He rushed for eight attempts for 47 yards. You know, week one, he rushed 11 times for only 28. This was his best rushing game of the year. Um, as the Houston Texans were, were just uh, slaughtered um, on the ground, you know, uh, what, we put over 200-plus yards rushing. I think we had over, uh, you know, 150 in the first half alone. Um, yeah, you know, David Montgomery goes down early, but uh, uh, Khalil Herbert just uh, dominating, you know, putting up 7.9 yards per carry, carried the ball 20 times for 157 yards and <laughs> two touchdowns. So you ask how you win a game. Well, that's how you won that game. Uh, We were able to run the ball all over the place, you know, 7.9, almost eight yards of carry Clark. I mean, that's, that's, that's something. Uh, He was targeted two times, got two passes for 12 yards uh, as long as being seven yards. Uh, You know, Herbert looking good, man. You know, I'm kind of hoping, I think they should rest Montgomery's knee. Just, it's a, you know, it's a game against the giants. It's out there in the Meadowlands. So let, let the, let the, let the, let the knee rest, let the knee rest and let's get a start out of Herbert. You know, not just for the collective, but for the Bears as a whole. I mean, for the Bears as a whole, I think it'll be great to have them both. A little, little thunder and lightning. If it's not thunder and lightning, at least it's a little bit of maybe, maybe some uh, heavy rain and and uh, light rain going on there. You know, I don't know. No, no, no. I, I, I just want to see Herbert this week. If you want it, if it is truly the best for the team, it's both. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing a little bit more Herbert myself. To be honest, but well, that's Clark, what I'm, I'm talking about because of it. I'm not, you know, uh, writing off the great David Montgomery. I'm well, just saying if his knee's a little hurt, it, you might as well rest it. Like everyone thought, uh, you know, 
Justin Herbert, speaking of Herberts, of the San, uh, of the uh, Chargers, was going to take a week to rest. That and, almost uh, cost us, didn't it? That damn near cost us. Whew. Yeah. Was I wrong in starting Justin Fields there, though? Were we wrong? Because no, I felt right. And is it because we're do? homers? Is it because we're homers? I mean, you on the, we did our fantasy show. You know, last week at the end of the show, uh, we were going to start our fantasy show then. Things kind of went sour at the end of the sports attic. We started our fantasy show on Friday morning at 5 o'clock, which we, we'll, we could discuss later in this show, too, uh, the thoughts on that. But that morning... You had said, you go, yep, everybody's on, everybody's on them, but we're going to stay off of, we're going to stay off of, you know, in your DFS, you were saying, we're going to stay off the Bears, we're going to stay off the Bears, but that felt right in our year-long league, it really did. Yeah, it did, because look, Chicago had the early game, you had to, and you know, this guy Callen, who was, I was on the Bear Down program, he, he calls me, now never call me in the morning on Sunday morning, I'm not picking up, okay? But then he, he wises up and he texts me. He's like, hey, I got a fantasy question. He's like, I have Justin Herbert, and my backup mm-hmm. is Justin Fields. What do I do? Oh, and shit. I go, look, man, Vegas has dropped the, has dropped the over-under on that game by seven points. Vegas believed was he it, wasn't going to start. It was start. like 39. Oh, no. If you're, the Bears one dropped, too. But go ahead. Yeah, Vegas got scared off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and they, they were probably right there. Um, they were right Really, on both accounts, because, like, look, even if Herbert starts, the dude's taking a, a, a shot of, uh, of of pain meds to go ahead and play that game, and his production's not going to be as strong. So right. you, you don't risk it, and you don't risk it and start the guy who might not start, and then you have zero points at the quarterback position. You go with Justin Fields playing the Houston Texans, who's going to give you at least 14 fantasy points, but no – he can't give us even 14 points. This guy's got to fucking uh, give me negative mm. points in the Scott Fishbowl. And, uh, you know, on DraftKings, he gives you six points, seven points in fantasy football. So just a disaster all around. So I told a lot of people to start Justin Fields this week. And, man, I have an egg on my face. And, uh, I mean, you just we cannot ignore the fact of that offensive line any longer. You know, you, you got you got to really fade this uh, this team as a whole. So it seems like the offensive line is fine with with uh, running. Um, is that scheme? They're they're fine with the you know with easier, run blocking. It's easier to run block than it is to pass block. Sure, I mean, everyone knows that. It's just a lot easier. I need to watch the all twenty twos maybe tonight or tomorrow. Uh, doing a little work from home, maybe. Uh, I'll watch uh, the all twenty two. I want to see. Was Fields getting rid of the ball? Was he? You know, I I don't recall that to make sure is he getting rid of the ball in a timely manner is that happening well, he's or getting rid of, immediately there's he's as soon as he snaps that ball there's pressure on him and there's somebody breaking free and he's running and have you seen what they're all doing now that like the, the 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 guys on the ends are crashing so when he does that rollout they're right there they're they're yeah. right there a lot that's why the run is, that's why the runs help helping you open up the run which is great right. And Herbert's great at taking advantage of that. He's been doing a fantastic job. It's good. But when is that going to catch up? When's that going to catch up with you? And, uh, you know, you're going to go up against a real defensive line. Um, as a matter of fact, let's, uh, yeah. let's maybe take a peek at the, I don't know. Uh, the grading on the defensive line will, of the uh, New York Giants. One thing there about the Giants that – look that up real quick, too, but to flip it around, you had said earlier, who's going to stop Saquon Barkley? Um you know who showed up in a big way for the first time in week three? Not just with the yeah. game-saving interception, but, well, Roquan Smith. Roquan, yeah. Yeah, 
Um, Khalil showed up week one. He just happened to be playing in a Chargers uniform. Um, <laughs> Khalil Herbert showed up as well. Um, but yeah, no, um, he, he seems to be maybe getting in a little bit better game shape. You know, he took some time off during spring or during a uh, training camp. So maybe he's just getting into that role in the will linebacker role. You know, we'll see. Uh, he's betting on himself, right? He needs a good year. So if, yeah, just a, just a thought with him there. Um, so here we go. Uh, this is according to the great uh, defensive offensive line expert, Brandon Thorne of Establish the Run, he ranks the uh, New York Giants defensive line as the 12th best in the league. Uh, the Giants' pass rush is quietly one of the most talented on paper entering the 2022 season thanks to the addition of top five pick uh, Kayvon Thibodeauwick, who was an enticing blend of speed and power. What was that name again? Yeah, I'm not saying it again. Okay. Given the unit one of the most promising young sets of bookends in football with second-year pro Aziz Ujilari, on the other side, I'm not saying that again. With the top 10 quality interior rusher, Leonard Williams in the middle, the trio has a chance to surprise people this season pose significant problems for opposing offensive line due to their blend of, sp- of size, power, and explosiveness. So the Bears are in trouble again, man. I mean, this is, this is, a, this is another – this is a, a better-than-average defensive line, uh, damn near a top 10 defensive line in football against this lowly, terrible, pathetic – Chicago Bears offensive line that is starting a rookie from Wyoming out of the left tackle, a fifth round draft pick from Wyoming, Clark. Yeah. I mean, just brutal. Just brutal. So I'm very concerned. I'm very concerned. And uh, yeah, I mean, the Saquon Barkley, fire him up this week in your fantasy football with confidence. Uh, play him in your uh, uh, the daily. You know, I mean, his ownership's probably going to be steamed pretty high. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's uh, – there's a lot of concern for the Chicago Bears team. Sure. Yeah. I, I would say I appreciate that you try, that you give it an effort to say the names. Like a lot of – I feel like a lot of folks wouldn't even give it a shot to go for it. Um, if I was reading it on the score, like if I actually practiced it, I, you know, I probably could get the names pretty accurate. You know, prep. It's whatever. No, I'm just playing. Um, yeah, that's the Giants um, for next week. Let's see. A noon start time, yeah? Good, yeah. They, a lot more noon. Um, yeah. There's really no reason to put this team on primetime anymore this season. I don't, I don't know why. But then week six, you know, in a few weeks here, we're going to be against the Commanders, uh, Ron Rivera and the Commanders. Uh, here at home, we should maybe we should try to go to that game on the 13th. It's a Thursday night. You come down by my work. We'll hop on a couple divvies. We'll write them down. I'll show you how easy it is to get there. Or well, where do you? I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe. You know, I'm against going to football games, especially you know going to Soldier Field games. And Sundays are, are the Lord's day of rest and the fantasy's day of. Uh, when are you going to sleep? And like, when are you going to get your fantasy? Yeah, I don't even know. Like. You could stop in my office, use the Wi-Fi real quick to, like, double-check last-minute things. I don't know. They Well, so what I'm saying is a Thursday game is doable for me. It's not a Sunday game. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I did say Thursday. I got, I got a little thrown off. Uh, I see quite a few people watching us over on Twitch, watching on YouTube, watching on Facebook Live. Thank you all so much for doing that. 
Uh, the phone lines are open. If we missed your call earlier, uh, give us a ring. I, I didn't catch anything, Al, but uh, I'll, I'll do a better job of keeping an eye on that at 760-454-8834. 760-454-8834. What was that? You'll catch the monkey pox is what you're to catch. Uh-oh. Do you know anybody who has it? No. Yeah, that kind of just faded out. Uh, I'm very tilted this week, Clark. The the cable company, these criminals at Comcast, these organized thugs at the uh, the Comcast office, decided I needed a new cable box. Now, I didn't ask for a new cable box. I didn't want a new cable box. Perfectly happy with the cable box I had. Now, I have to figure out how to return their old cable box to them before they start charging me. And, you know, these thugs, you know, they send guys to your house and they take fingers off if you don't pay them. I mean, and they charge you, you know, the rake on this, this Comcast, the VIG is so high, man. Like they're, they're just they're straight up the criminals. I would rather be in the, the cable game than in the, uh, you know, illegal gambling trade these okay. days. I okay. would rather be selling cable than drugs. I mean, the profit margin is so much higher and uh, just uh, disgusting. My dog stepped on a bee. So I think they've got a store right down. They've got a store right down there by uh, Clybourne. And or by Lincoln and Belmont and Ashland, there's a store right around there. You can drop it off there. Somebody over here to pick the shit up, then right down the street, as you say. No, you just drop it off. Just walk in. Here you go. Take it. Mark, I live the nightlife, man. I live. I am a creature of the night. Oh, oh, oh. oh, oh. You unless know, so, unless you go for the emissions test at eight in the morning and go to the go oh. to get your sticker, but they wouldn't give you a sticker. You can be too early for the sticker. No, 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 no. I went to get the sticker. The the lady who smokes, uh, the, you know, every lady who works at the why is the lady smoking? Yeah, oh yeah. Every lady who works currency exchange past midnight, they smoke. Uh, they smoke. You know, you can you can see the cartons piling up behind them. You know, they've got cigarettes coming out of their ears as they're sitting there behind that bulletproof glass. That lady tells me, she's like, sweetheart, you can't, you got to get the admissions test. And I'm thinking she needs to get an admissions test for her lungs. Anyways, you know, I get in the car and I knew I had to get the admissions test because I sent a little piece of paper. I was just, you know, seeing if I could uh, slip one by. Yeah, and, uh, gave it a shot once. Can't do it. So last year I had to go to another organized, these thugs, you know, they, they, they also the admissions, they're, they're right up there with the cable company. They, they send you to a mechanic after you, you fail. The mechanic's right down the street. This dude charged me like $200. He did zero work on my car. All he did was file some paperwork that got me uh, to be able to go buy my my sticker without getting anything done. So I figured, well, instead of just going to the emissions and wasting my time there, I'm going to just bring drop my car off there. I think they actually take the car to the emissions themselves. And I don't know. They slip them some money or whatnot and get the thing done. So I was going to drop it off there. They opened at 8 a.m. I am not a morning person. You know, me driving in the morning, I'm basically uh, a drunk. You know, I haven't been drinking, but my reflex time and my, my uh, dealing with people in the understand. morning is very, you know. Absolutely. So I drive all the way out there, and I'm sitting in my car, and I look, and I wait. And right as it opens, I go, wait a minute. And I look at my um, the thing in the car, and it's like, no, you have to. Because I remember last year, I got this done the week of Thanksgiving. Because I remember it was a pain in the ass to get them to do it. So... Uh, I, I'm going to get this done early November, but I figured, well, why spend the money now? I probably could have just gotten it out of the way, but um, why do it now? Let me wait. Let me wait a month. Yours is done at the end of November. Yeah, November. Ah, 
I was going to say, I, I know a guy who might have one that's good, good through the end of, through the end of December, still sitting on a plate that's just sitting in his garage. You can just borrow yeah. that one for a little while. I don't know. This year's stickers, Al, Al, they don't have a personalized number on them. Nice. They don't have your license plate number on them, nor do they have a month. Um, I got, I read somewhere that that was a, like the printer screwed up and printed them all out, and they're like, well, fuck, we got to go with them now. So they're all green. They all say 23 on them. And so, I don't know, I guess you can just, if you were up in January 1, you could just keep that some bitch through the 23rd of the end of the year. I don't know. Trade with oh. me. Trade with me for next year's. Or maybe somebody could buy me a sticker. Do you want, my city sticker's good, that. my city sticker's good until June. And you know I'm you not. Know, the city sticker, I have no problem with the city sticker. No, but you, require know, the but you know I'm not using it. Right. Yeah. You gotta, so. You know. That's not illegal. These, 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 these criminals at mm-hmm. the cable company send me a new box. Now I have to go, I have to move the TV, I got to unplug things. I plug this box in, Clark, and there is no clock on the cable box. What kind of backwards, you know, what kind of society are we living in where we're stepping backwards and getting rid of the clock? I haven't seen a clock on the cable box in a long time. At, you got to talk to my wife. This goes back to when, when the first kid was born, breastfeeding. She couldn't, she couldn't see a clock anymore. You know, you can't even look at your watch when you're doing that kind of work, feeding the kid. I, I'm sorry, this is probably going places you weren't expecting. But she was pissed about the clock as well. This was five years ago they took our clock away. Took it away. I have, I have the cable in the bedroom slash the attic. Slash the slash even the fucking Alexis, the, the Echo Dot, has a clock right on the speaker in the front now. I had to go on Amazon and order a clock. Oh. So it's waiting downstairs right now. I'll, I'm going to set the clock up right on top of the cable box so I have this problem fixed. And I, I bought one that looks like the cable clock box, Hell. you know, just, so, just for old time's sake. But I wake up, you know, I wake up. Don't you have a clock on everything already? Like you have your computer no. here. You have the TV there. You have your, your watch. You have your, you have your phone. Absolutely not. I, I know the time. Just by my head. I'm a master of time, Clark. You know this about me. As long as the cable box is there. If you could, no, no, no. You could tell me. You could go. We could be in the middle of the desert. I've been stranded in the desert before, Clark. You know this. And and you can go, Al. What time is it? And I will tell you the time within 15 minutes of the actual time. I could do this anytime. But when I first wake up in the morning, I can be a little disoriented. So I don't have the clock set yet. My internal clock. I need to look at one clock to get the internal clock set. To, to up to date this. So when I wake up and, you know, I, I sleep obviously during the day. So let's say I get up at one o'clock to take a piss. You know, I, I, I wait. The first thing I do, I wake up and I look at the TV, uh, at the cable box. I go, okay, it's one thirty. This is the middle of the night for me. Let me go to the bathroom and let me go back to sleep. Now, what I would have to do is, and you saw it today because I was up at noon and I'm very tired and cranky right now. I wake up and I look at the phone. Once you touch the phone, man, it's over. The phone will take you in directions you didn't even know you could go. The phone will bend you um, in all kinds of, of ways. Uh, you, you will lose focus. You will be checking fantasy updates. You will see, you know, somebody texted you. You know, there'll be a news story breaking. Whatever the case may be, you look at the phone and it's over. You got me. So, I understand completely. You know, yeah. So, man, I, can't, what if- I, I got to have the clock. 
All right, the co- clock is already coming, so this is a little bit late, but I wish you would have got- hit me up first. What if you just went with the old, hey, Siri, what time is it? I don't want to talk in the morning. Hey, I don't Siri. hear my voice. I'm resting what time my is it? voice. Hey, Siri, what time is it? Nope, she missed it. No, it doesn't work, so you're right. How frustrating should we go? Should we try the phones? In the morning. Yeah, let's go to the phones. Let's go, let's go to caller in the 312. Caller, thank you for calling. What is your name? Where are you coming from? And what are your thoughts on the big cable company? Gentlemen, Eli from Tomball, Texas. I hate him. Uh-oh. Elijah, I got, hate I got rid of I got rid of mine a long time ago and I never looked back. Streaming. Uh just just the streams these days, huh? These days on. Huh? No no more just, cable company. Uh, that's right. I'm beaming because I'm streaming. Streaming Willie Beeman, man. That's the way everyone's going. Eli, I'm surprised you haven't gotten there yet, Al. Yeah. Yeah, man, I'm a traditionalist. You know, sometimes it takes a little bit to change. And, uh, I, you know, I have so many streaming services. I might as well. I probably spend more money. I could be driving a Cadillac with the amount of money I spend on media a month. Yeah. Hey, what's on your mind? You don't want to call to talk about the Bears, do you? Down from your neck of the woods after that big battle against your uh, your local team these days. Hey, it, it, it was nice to be wearing my Bears, Bears gear uh, outside for a while and not feeling ashamed. I don't think I got too many weeks of it, so you know we're allowed and proud. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Do, do it when you can, I guess, huh? When people give yes, me they're like, yes, hey, sir. you got on the wrong color jersey there, boy. Yeah, you get a few comments. You get a few comments, but it's all right. They, uh, they're all about the college and high school down here. On Saturday, yeah. I gave a tour to seven guys about our age who uh, were in town from Texas going to the game the next day. They were they were nice dudes. They were great. We did well. Are we going to get on these, these uh, magic machines that we, move you? We just discussed how both teams were in very poor places. I, I just said to them, I go, hey, guys, what do you think? A Super Bowl preview here? Hey, it works as a tour guide. Anyway, your thoughts, Elijah, what's up? Well, I just wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about the game, if that's all right, of course. Please. Uh, Again, I thought our punter did a great job. He's looking like the real deal there. Great. I I think you said that the last time you called in. Yeah, he. I mean, I I complimented him then. I was waiting for him to get let me down or get hurt because that's usually how it happens and no he he, he showed up again so we, we got a player in this punter that's yeah I mean I appreciate you looking at the positives and uh, that certainly that certainly is the positive we we, uh, we have a decent punter that's a good defensive lineman I think there's a little more positive there yeah good defensive lineman not much though no good good running no, back there, there, there's not I'd say the running backs are looking pretty solid, and you know what? Our in our offensive line, I uh, I'll upgrade them from from horrendous to eh, not bad, not bad. Oh, I wouldn't go there. Yeah, Al Al's not happy with the pass blocking. Uh, don't buy in. Don't buy in because there's a running game that the offensive line has anything to do with it. Like you know, you well, can put out you can put out sacks of meat out there. And you could still run a ball. Like the the, the complicated, the aspect of uh, of football is you being able to pass block, and the Bears cannot do that. I yeah. mean, th- this team is about as good as the Quantum Leap reboot. 
mean, right. that's where we're at. That, that's where our quality is. Quantum Oof. Leap okay. was, was a little bit – it was a little better last night, by the way, just just for the record, Al, just just no, so you know there. Just a no, little right. bit better. Just a little bit better there. Okay. And Al, didn't you say that Houston's defensive line had been ranking bottom of the barrel? Dead last. Dead last. Yeah, dead last. So. Five sacks from the Let's, worst defensive line in football. So, Eli, I guess, I'll, Eli, I'll give you a not bad, fine. Let, Let's get a bigger sample size, though. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Well, I called for I called to get your guys' input on a few things. One, the Please. Pringle injury, right? I know we yeah. haven't I know we haven't seen much of him, uh, but uh, I think this was really going to hurt us um, more than what we thought before. I mean, with Komet being a bust, and uh, every you know, and the other wide receivers not really showing up, and I mean, that was the only he was the only bright spot I saw in a while. Well, um, I think, I mean, Komet made a couple catches. He he, he was finally there, um, but yeah, I don't know what what's. Well, you, Clark, I'm surprised you're not touting your guy, uh, Saint Brown, uh, too. Yeah, the other Saint Brown. I who, mean, uh, you know, they've been using him in the run game. He's he's actually has a positive score. The pro football focus, he has a 72.4. Uh, He's actually the 28th highest graded uh, wide receiver uh, in football mm-hmm. right now. You know, if we could get him the ball, we might have another St. Brown on our team. If we can get maybe Bayless Jones Jr. some reps in there, I mean, as we know, this season, I mean, what's the difference between 8-8 eight and 6-10 eight and six and, six and ten, or 8 Nine and eight, eight and nine, and six and eleven. I it doesn't matter to me. Like whatever. Let's just see what we have. That's Let's pretty significant, man. You're you're looking at a maybe top ten draft pick versus you know middle of the pack. Well, then fine. Opinion. I'd rather have six and ten or six and eleven then. At, at that point, I'd rather like, have four. Yeah. I'm doing my four wins. There you go. That that's fine too. But I'm just saying, like, let's see what else we have. Pringle's going to miss what a minimum four games right now. That's what we know. With with yeah. this with this okay, injury. Okay, good. When when is Valus Junior come back? I don't think he was on the IR, was he? No, he's just tiny and useless. he was not on the IR. Al Al hasn't been he's a fan a of this guy. Pick. It was a horrible draft pick to Al. He's he says there's no chance. Old. He's not forty two years old. You're forty three. He's forty one years You're, old. Yeah. How old's Tom Brady? Old, yeah. Okay. Look at him. Dust. Man is, yeah, uh, he's looking too good the Kansas song, for Christ's sake. Cole Komet currently ranked uh, 48th out of 65 quali- qualifying tight ends. He has a, uh, a receiving score of 52.4, which is 39th out of 45th. And he has a run blocking Bust. score of 61.6, which is 20th out of 60. Bust. <laughs> Bust. Um, I know, I, I know, I know, Clark, you current, like him, but uh, I've still not seen current, it. But uh, yeah. yeah, no, I mean, I just, I, I haven't seen it yet. I don't know. Like, it's just, let's just keep him playing. Let's see what happens. Right now, here are some free agent names out there: Al, Eli, John Ross, Will Fuller, Odell Beckham Jr., T.Y. Hilton. I'll tell you something. I don't think Odell's coming to the Chicago Bears. I was just say anybody, anybody with quality, isn't uh, isn't coming here. I hear where Will Fuller has uh, he's disappeared. Yeah, he's in the woods somewhere. They can't no find him anywhere. Possible trades: Denzel Mims, New York Jets. 
Darius Slayton, Kenny Galladay, no, New York Giants. You don't want that. You're a poor win. No, you don't. Great anybody. You wait till next year. You deal with what you have. I just got Again, that from uh, John Schrock at Yahoo Sports. Very small sample size, but uh, Equarius uh, St. Brown is a is, is ranked 28th out of 100. Equarius. Wide receivers. The angel Aquarius. Is that? Um, his his run his run grade is what's really carrying him right now. 53rd out of 100 in, in uh, six uh, at run. And uh, 65.8 and, and receiving 53 out of 106. By the way, uh, Justin Fields, pro football focus score, dead last in the league, 33 uh. out of 33, and with a 43.0 out of 100 score. So, uh, yeah, things not looking good, man. You missed earlier, Eli. Al was actually backing Fields up quite a bit here. And it surprises me knowing his score there that you just bring up, Al, because you are the fantasy guru of the show, of course. So it, I'm a, I'm a little I don't know I'm a little surprised that you still got the I guess maybe it's not a faith in Fields it's just a let's see what happens. I'm just not ready to. Yeah, he, he took me off the now than I was last week, but I'm not ready to write. He took me off the cliff last week and this week. I mean, Al would when you know I was I was pretty down on Justin Fields and then you came back with the stats that the Green Bay Packers in San Francisco are uh, both top I believe five defenses. So that yep. that got me off the cliff, and then when you and then when you talked to, I'm sorry. Yeah, they were ranked one, first and fourth, so top five. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so 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 the, so that got me on the field. Like, okay, you know, maybe I'm not going to jump off the bandwagon yet. And then again, I was all, I was kind of down on him after this week, and then Al chimed in again and started talking about the, uh, you know, the five sacks and and everything else and. You know, every time every time I'm, uh, I'm I'm just about done, Al pulls me back in. So it's always good. He, he you know he is the he is the uh, ulti- uh, ultimate optimist here. You know, I'm, I'm a field optimist. It's true, man. Like I I, right. I want to believe in the guy. I want him to be good. He, he he if if he's good, he is the future of the Bears, and the Bears' future is bright. If if not, we're in a lot of Oof. trouble. And. I'm not ready to write him off just yet because of, uh, because of, you know, a horrible offensive line. But my concern is growing every week. There's no doubt. I think you have to be a fool not to say, okay, there's some passes he made. And he came out after the game, man, and he manned up, and he said, look, I had a bad game. I played terrible, and uh, this can't happen. This can't continue to happen. You know, I like the man. I like the man behind the, 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 uh, the mask. I like the dude with the square jaw. You know, uh, he, he's a good dude, and and he believes he believes in himself. And uh, you know, I'm watching this documentary on Netflix, 36 parts, yeah, where 45 you minutes. On the, I'm uh, five episodes in now on the history, the life and times of Vicente Fernandez, the great El Rey, the the king of the mariachi, um, and. I don't know how they're going to do 36 hours on this guy. It's a miniseries, not a documentary. It's a miniseries on him. But, you know, the one thing about Vicente is even when he was a little kid in the whorehouses in Tijuana, Mexico, this guy believed in himself, and he believed he was going to be the greatest singer in the world. And, you know, even though time after time, you know, tragedy there's there's the evil mariachi of death chasing him episode to episode, taking away his friends, taking away his family. Uh, but 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 uh, Chiante keeps going forward, man. You know, you, in order to succeed, you got to turn over every rock. 
But when you turn over rocks, that's where the scorpions hide, my friends. And right now, the media, the Bears fan, the toxicity of Twitter, that is the scorpions under the rocks that Justin Fields are turning over. And how he survives that, he will either be the El Ray or he'll be a failure. Oh, boy. It reminds me a lot of Mr. Trubisky, a guy I was rooting for, easy to root for as well. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I mean, trust, I, I think Fields definitely has a lot more skills at this point than Trubisky. But, um, you know, if it's okay, I'd like to shift topics because I really like to get your, your opinions on where the hell is Dar- Dar- Darnell Mooney? Uh, our big number – this is our number one. He is a number one going into the season. And, yeah, I haven't seen a number one. Number one, you just throw up well, and they try to make a play. And I'm not seeing it. Again, and I mean, it all it all comes back to the offensive line problems. When you got a guy, when you have a quarterback who's forced to throw the ball immediately. Now, now to your point, both Justin Fields and Darnell Mooney, elite stars, make things happen. And these guys are not making things happen. But I don't think they're in a point in their career where they should be. Um, maybe more so with Mooney. You know, Mooney, as you said, he is ranked 97th out of 170 eligible wide receivers in pro football focus, one of the lowest-rated wide receivers. Now, historically speaking, 2022, he scored a uh, 68.7. 2021, he scored a 74.7. This year, he's at a 53.8. Remember, the Bears have only thrown the ball at most – what, 13 times in a game, 17 times in a game? I mean, that's pathetic. I mean, we're yeah. talking about a guy, you know, a receiver only gets about 20%. Like, 20% is high for a receiver to get of targets. So, you know, you say 10% of 17, you're talking about 1.7 uh, passes uh, thrown his way. 1.7 targets. You know, what are you supposed to do with that? Um, but – he has, but to your point again, he hasn't. He hasn't shown like some some uh, you know amazing skill. He's not getting open, uh, but again, he doesn't have time to get open because they have to throw the ball immediately. So it's a whole conundrum now, that comes back to the offensive line each and every time. Now with knowing that, right? Troubles with the offensive line, not getting the ball in the hands of the your, your supposed stars. I've yet to see a wide receiver screen or some kind of bubble pass or something to him. You would think that that's something they would yeah. try, right? I mean, it just it just seems yeah, you, you if you're getting beat up front, yeah. get it out wide and, and, and get in his hands and see what he can do. Same, I mean, St. Brown had some plays going. Uh, you know, they, they got him involved a little bit in the running game. So, you know, I, I think you're right. They should be scheming more to, to uh, Darnell Mooney's potential. Um, three targets week one for one catch for eight yards, two targets week two, one catch, negative four yards. He did have six targets last week, so almost half of the Bears' passing targets went to him. He only caught two balls for 23 yards. So, you know, again, you don't, you don't, uh, you don't have opportunity. You can't make things happen. But with limited opportunities given, he isn't making anything happen. So, you know, concerning. I don't know. Uh, I've been watching the games with my buddy, and he's like since last year been off the field train. Every every time he he throws one that is nowhere near a receiver, it's over. It's the end of the world. And like, I get it. Like, I understand people getting upset about it. But Al, everything that you've said, I and I I'm still with you. Like, let's 
let this play out. Let's see him have a little bit more time. Yeah. Let's see the yeah. offense be able to figure out how to get around. You know, when he goes to roll out, you're going to have that guy crashing in. Let's figure out how to block. There was one time there that you saw that you, he got sacked so quick. You saw the, the two offensive guys not knowing their assignments, pointing at the guys they were going to block, and the dude just blew untouched because he knew that they neither yeah. one were going to come at him. Like it was, it was, it, was it looked that much. It looked like, it looked just like junior tackle football out there. And maybe not even junior tackle. Maybe you're going lower than that. I don't know. Ugh. It could get so frustrating and, and, right now. As I said, six and eight, four and four, six and 11, four and you know what I'm trying to say here. I don't, the best that it could be is eight and eight, nine and nine and eight. I don't know. Yeah, yeah and, and I think the worst um, the worst thing that can happen is that we come out of the season and we don't know we we're at the same point of knowledge that we went into it. If Justin Fields starts 16 games, uh, or are they at 17 now? I, I I don't remember. I think 17. If he plays a full season and is just meh, or at this point, you know, if Darnell Mooney doesn't get any better, if, if Cole Komet. Um, only gets a little bit better. Does this tell you anything? Does it tell you a direction where to go? Um, you know, yeah. and it, that, that, that's my biggest fear. We come at the end of the season, and Justin Fields had a few flashes. Mooney had a few flashes, but is it enough to draft yeah, a new think, quarterback or something? I think we're going to get a lot of answers on um, defense. I don't think we're going to get a lot of answers on offense. Um I appreciate uh, Hawk's spirit of ten wins, but oh, yeah. you know, I, I know, I know. Uh, I can't tell if that cool is. Man. I mean, just that cool really it. seems like it might just be, just possibly a little sarcasm in there. And that'd be yeah, ten, if, sure. they're, if they're ten wins, that's ten and seven. Unfounded Bears optimism will not be tolerated. From uh, let's let's not forget though, as a, as a fa- as a fantasy guru, you know, one of the th- things I look for is bad quarterbacks who play good fantasy football. And the belief was actually Justin Fields was going to be that guy. But you, you follow a lot of, uh, of bad quarterbacks when you do this. And for years, Josh Allen was considered a bad quarterback who was just good at fantasy football, who wasn't going to really amount to much. He was probably going to be a journeyman quarterback. I mean, Buffalo was ready to dump this guy, you know, two years out. The fans were, not, not so much the organization. You know, uh, Jalen Hurts, the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, they were talking last mm-hmm. year, this guy just a bridge guy. Is, is You know, this guy just filling a gap. Right now, you know, he, he's, he's a top, you know, eight quarterback in the league. I don't know, uh, Al. It so, might not matter in fantasy football for a guy who in, in the Todd's Tiki League drafted him with A.J. Brown. It, it doesn't matter. how I just I score all the points in the world, and somebody finds a way to score more. It's fine. I'm okay with it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Charlie. So what I'm saying is, you know, Trevor Lawrence, he's not much, he's not much farther than, than Justin Fields. And he has a much more complete team around him. I mean, terrible owners. I mean, this con family can't run anything. You know what I mean? Uh, Soccer, uh, football, wrestling. Pretty good football team so far. That football team's not doing so bad so far, don't. Don't run out there. Captain Kirk running, doing all right for us a little bit. Christian Kirk down there. Yeah, that shows, that shows just how bad of a coach Cliff Clingsbury is over there in Arizona. Well, Guy's a fake genius. 
It you also know, the shows guy, the guy was garbage. He had Christian Kirk didn't know how to use him. He doesn't know how to use his wide receivers. Man, Arizona's Dude. struggling mightily, and that, that, think, he's he's one of these guys who like uh, uh, like March or like uh, who's the other big uh, offensive guru the Bears got? Even I our think, last coach. I think you can also say that the Jaguars maybe um, maybe just maybe they got lucky by being able to let that head coach go last season. That college coach fellow, that Urban Meyer, um, yeah. Al. You mean the future Chicago Jaguars, who will be our hometown team soon enough when, when they move them down to the lakefront. I don't know if you noticed that they don't have a huge fan base as it is. They might as well come somewhere else in a, in a great city right here on the lakefront where they might as well move up here. Let's bring them up, Al. Gentlemen, now, thank you for, I mean, for your you time. Know, I, have two to, uh, I, have, I have two questions and a co- – I got three questions, and then I'll get off the phone with you and, and then listen to you as I always do. It's, it's always great to talk to you. One, Al, how's uh, the new Madden? Eli, 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 it, Eli I'm happens. sorry. We, o- we only have a two-question maximum. <laughs> we have a very tight schedule. Oh, Eli, Eli, you know what? Because, Eli, because you're Eli. Because you're a regular, we're going to let three through. <laughs> you're, gentlemen, you're both gentlemen and scholars, I tell you. That's why I've always been an alcoholic I, from the beginning, so. Wait, hang um, on, hang on. Not right from up, the beginning, right now. Out, You've been in, you've been out. I've, I've, hey, right, brother. Typical Clark bar over here. Uh, okay, so first, Al, how's that new Madden? Is it worth picking up if I haven't picked up a new one in five years? Two, when do we start blaming the coaching staff instead of the, uh, instead of the players? I mean, even with the scheming against bad teams, I would expect a, a little bit better if this coaching staff was what they're supposed to be. And three, Clark. Are you going to be uh, Clark in Displains instead of Clark in Chicago on your Twitter handle? I'll hang up and listen to your answers. Thank you. There's no blueprint on how to beat me. Well, thank you for the call, Eli. I appreciate I it. I forgot all three questions already. We should have went one at a time. Oh, hey, Madden. First off, Madden. Yep. Um, of the last five years, I don't think this is the best version of it. But if you haven't bought the game in five years, I guess it's worth getting. It is a little frustrating with the interceptions. That's a big problem. Like, there's just a lot of interceptions, um, especially if you're playing in the Bears. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm enjoying the game, but usually by now, having the game, you know, for over a month, I'd be like two seasons in. I'm like 10 games into a season. I play like once, you know, every couple days. It definitely hasn't grabbed me, and I haven't played enough games to really give it a fair score. So it's incomplete right now, but – I do think it, it, it's a capable football game, and um, I am kind of enjoying playing it. Uh, what was question two? I uh, that's the one that gets a little bit fuzzy on me here. He, uh, Eli Talking was about going, coaching staff. Yeah, coaching staff. There's maybe maybe we get to get a chat of that one. I could answer mine. Am I going to be Clark and Displains on Twitter? Um, I know we're going to get into that a little bit more about uh, online and, and Twitter at, at some point here. Um, but uh, I'm not moving to displays at the moment. So no, uh, maybe Clark and Arlington Heights, if I'm going to be a season ticket holder uh, for the Bears when they move. Remember last week, I'm, I'm on board. I'm 100% on board. If Good. I still wish they could build it on the lakefront, I'd be more on board. But I, I play all my season. Was shit. I'm happy about the stadium. Uh, Hawker thinks it should be uh, Clark and the Burbs. 
I think you should just stay off of Twitter, quite frankly. I mean, I think that's probably the best option. Well, here's my thing, Al. I've given it a, a thought. I, I might. Um, Clark in Chicago, um, that persona that I've talked to you about, this, this online presence, you know, I, I've talked a lot about it. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I, might be, I might be done with the handle. It might, it might, I just might need a breather. I might need to restart my follows, re- redo the, the tweet line. I'm thinking of – oh, yeah, that's – thank you. There he is. Eli, jump back on with your question. Um, but as far as the Twitter handle goes, um, I'm giving it a thought. I've had a placeholder out there. Uh, you, you want me to be me on Twitter, and I need to just be myself out there, and maybe my Twitter handle is just my name. I've given it a thought. I might, I might roll with that from here on out. Now, to be honest, you have like 15 Twitter accounts already. So even when you, even when you cancel one of your accounts – you're still able to troll around Twitter using different accounts. So it's not like you're completely gone. Right, right, right. But I'm using one that I started. I, it's been right now, the one that I've been using the last few days, it, I haven't walked away. Not a, not a chance. Did I say that I did? I never said that I left Twitter. It's just weird. I never once said I did. If you're going to be on Twitter anyways, why, why, why shut down an account? Well, you've been on me a lot. I, I shut it down the other night when you and I had an argument. You and I had an argument going on. I shut it down that night. I said, fuck it. I'm done with socials. Al and I are never talking again anymore. The last time time I left Facebook and blocked you, oh, the fucking world ended. And we'd been blocking each other and unfriending each other for 10 years. Like 10 years. So I was like, fuck it. Now I'm officially done until I apologize the next day. But uh, (laughs) No, I apologize too. I mean, it was a two-way. We both lost our cool. Absolutely. Now, now Hawk is claiming the mob misses you. I don't think that's accurate. I think uh, there's a lot of people in that mob happy that you're not around. Well, because Hawker and I also had a bit of a of an argument on Twitter as well. They went out at the same time, and and I'll be honest, like it was all of it. Hawker was kind of the Franz Ferdinand of World War II. I mean, it did it did it did stem uh, stem there, but I should have done better in history. But uh, yeah, no, I. in, in all honesty, like, I don't know, man. Like, why don't I just roll, roll with my name? I started that account in 2016 as a placeholder. It's still there. It's kind of nice that I'm restarting with, like, 20 follows, you know? So, I don't know. That's it. I, I, I just, I don't know. You think, what, what do you think? Should I just go well, in I and, like, just you know, restart my middle name was actually, uh, My middle name is actually named after Franz. There Ferdinand. it is. There you go. So I don't know. And then Eli did, he jumped back in with the question. So um, that's it. Um, (laughs) Do you think if the bears are four wins, it's part of the coaching staff? Like when do you start blaming them? Like what, what do you think? Is it, I don't, I think that this is all about growth myself, Al right now. I'm more, I'm more offended by polls than I am the coaching staff. And I think my anger is going to be more towards uh, polls, putting this incomplete offensive line um, on the field in this season, even knowing that it was a blow up season. Like it's okay. It's okay to punt, you know, a season of football. I get it. I understand where they were going, but to try to develop 
a quarterback. I mean, the only focus in the offseason should have been just offensive line. That should have been it. Because everything else is a learning process of what you have. And, again, everything stems from that one position. All our failures, all our questions, our questions about Mooney, our questions about Komet, our questions about Fields, uh, all revolve around the offensive line not being able to do their job for us to be able to see what we have. So, I mean, my, that's where my anger is going to go. And it's not there yet. I mean, I'm uh, I'm still holding back. Uh, but it, it, it's coming, man. It, it's, it's coming. And the rage will be unleashed probably week six on this very program. You want to do a so- – I'm surprised, you know, you're there at the four wins, and here is, uh, you know, palm, uh, lick the palm for Guava, uh, our guy. Uh, is that some has, kind of drug reference? I, I guess. I, you know, um, I don't know. I'm too old. Uh, he has five more you know, wins the Lions, there. New York Giants, Minnesota once, Washington, Atlanta, and the New York Jets. So that would be seven wins. That's it's wow. up a rope, man. That's a lot of that's a lot of wins. And then there's a bit of an argument, Hawk and, and Guava there, you know, uh, discussing. Hawk thinks there's two wins against Detroit. I don't think there's two wins against Detroit. I think. No, I, don't I hope either. for one. Listen, the the Detroit Lions are an underrated team right now. They have a fantastic offense. I understand uh, uh, the Sun God, uh, St. Brown. Um, yeah, we'll see how he is. Yeah, it, it looks like it brother looks promising. The brother of St. Brown. Looks, it looks promising. Yeah, the Sun God. The Sun God looks very promising right now to be returning. They have a legitimate, a really good offense. They play fast. They play in a dome. Um, and th- that team is vastly underrated. Now, they have no defense. So wow. you can shoot out with that team. You know but when you don't have an offense, it's almost impossible to, uh, to, shoot, to win a shootout against a team like that. So I, I, I would I would put money right now. I mean, if I could bet futures on the Bears going zero and two against the Detroit Lions, ooh, I think they get one. I and I will say, Hawker, like uh, you know, and I'm impartial on this whole argument out here. But what I'm saying is, I think that there is a chance that Hard Knocks could be influencing this decision for everybody here, with thinking of how good Detroit is. I mean, St. Brown has been amazing that target that target share thing that we brought up on the friday uh fantasy show guys which by the way every friday morning at 5 a.m you can watch the fantasy sports podcast you get your updates on daily fantasy for the week find out who should be starting who should be sitting uh all of it al archer our guru talks about it it's live at 5 a.m and the podcast becomes available soon after so you can take us with you on your drive on your drive home from work to get you all set up for the main slate with the dfs Fantasy football, listen to the show on those mornings. There you go. Yeah, I mean, this is what Detroit's doing. 37 passing attempts week one, 34 passing attempts week two, 41 passing attempts week three. Um, Their completion rate's not great. It's actually worse than Justin Fields and the Bears, uh, 56, 58, 61. But, I mean, they're putting up 200-plus yards, uh, four touchdowns week two against the Commanders, two touchdowns against the Eagles, one against the Vikings. Uh, they're not throwing interceptions. They're not taking sacks. They have a, they have a good running game with Swift. I know he's hurt, but uh, uh, Jamal Williams has been a touchdown machine in the red zone. Mm-hmm. I think he has more red zone touches than any player in the NFL right now. Um, you know, I had a guy over at Establish the Run, Evan Silva, a, a good Illinois guy. He was talking about J- uh, Jamal Williams going into the week. He's like, man, play this guy in fantasy this week. He's going to get two touchdowns. 
And sure enough, the dude scored two touchdowns, 87 yards and 20 attempts, um, you know, with Swift uh, <coughs> being taken out pretty uh during that game, uh, struggling with some knee issues, and now it uh, looks like he's out for a couple of weeks, um, which I'm sure is going to hurt me in some fantasy league. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I can see him getting some more wins. Um, I don't – I can see six beating Washington. I, I, would still take the, I would take four. And I don't know. I don't know who the Packers are. Uh, I don't know who the Vikings are. Can they beat the Vikings twice? I don't know. Guava thought so. I don't Again, know. the Vikings are another team with, with with an offense that can put up points that we can't stop. Yeah. I mean, how do you stop these offenses? You can't pace with them. What's, uh, what's Cook's injury? Have you seen yeah, all that? It looks like he's going to be out. Yeah? Okay. Um, actually, he's still projecting to play. He's still He's still projected to play, so... Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see. I, I do agree. The Bears could probably beat the Vikings once. I would still like again. I I still think it's a four it's a four win season for us. So those wins are going to be hard to come by. And uh, I, the Vikings absolutely could beat us twice as well. Um, uh, I don't think the Bears sweep them. I mean, I'm pretty confident about that. Um, but one and one, I think, is a realistic. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think a split is very so, realistic there, but when we I were would talking, still put my money on, on the Vikings sweeping us. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. When we were talking to Eli, you know, I, I put, put this tweet up there at seven o'clock. It just said, hello. And I was wondering what in the hell that was. Right. Um, well, Bailey took over the Twitter account and said, hello, ding dong. What do you mean? Bailey. No, never mind. You don't watch wrestling. I oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it was the same kind of thing because guess who had taken it over? There you go. Buckus. Oh, is it Dick Buckus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on. Oh, wait. Hang on. Oops, didn't mean to tweet that. Not sure how to delete. Man, whoever's – I think his nephew might be running it for him. Does just such a great you think, job. You think it's an Iron Sheik deal? You think it's a Sheiky baby where, the like, the nephew's running the account? Oh, I mean, yeah, and I mean, I mean, no disrespect by that. I mean, I, I, I hope you know that I'm, I'm being like respectful on that. I, yeah, of we'll course, see about like that. And if not, like he's smart enough to know to do it, right? Like, oh, it's fantastic. Sure, it's wonderful content. It's glorious. Did you know Teddy Long unfollowed Dick Buckus this weekend? Uh oh. Wait, what? Yeah, you don't – oh, you're off of Twitter, so you have no idea what's what going Teddy on. Oh, Long but you're on to, fake Twitter. What does Teddy Long have I'm to so do I'm so confused. With... There, there's so many Twitters with you, Clark. Hang on. Um, I'll get that fixed. Hang on. Uh, what does Teddy Long have to do with um... – Teddy Long was trending this weekend because he was unfollowing everybody. And like who... all – like friends, enemies. Like he was just unfollowing everybody on Twitter. Teddy Long of, out he was, of the WWE, formerly, right? Yeah, player, player. Turned out uh, what? WCW, referee in WCW. Yep. There you go. Well, what was it? Uh, manager at Harlem Heat. Well, it turns out his account was hacked. So, oh, wow. You know, he, and he's an old man. He just didn't know what was going on. Yeah. And I just tried to tell people to give a search for uh, – I just tried to get, tell people to give a search for us on, on Twitter or on, on YouTube, and I got it wrong. Here I am talking about, like, 
you know, Dick Buckus not being able to use Twitter himself and use the technologies. And here I was, I screwed up like trying to get folks to go over to just take a look at our YouTube, just to click the like over there, you know, to get a, get a little traction there. What I want is traction for the fantasy show. Acknowledge me. New England. Acknowledge me. Uh Uh-oh. Well, if I'm not on Twitter, Twitter Hawk, then how can I be following you? I, I'm off. It, I, I suspended my account. It, I've been suspended. I, uh, I said something. I, said, I follow Hawker. I mean, yeah. look, and we probably disagree on a, a plethora I of do. things. I follow Hawker. It's just suspended. That's all. Uh, I don't know. Well, you... Why don't you Why don't you follow Hawker on uh, one of your other accounts? I don't. You got so many. I, I I don't know. I haven't really been on it. Maybe I'll be on it tomorrow. I don't know. We'll see. You're a very confusing person, Clark. I mean, really. Yeah. Yeah, I am. And your Chicago flag has given up on you because it knows. It knows it's 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 garbage. There it goes. The, the city's falling apart. It's the the flags are coming down. The Bears <sighs> are leaving, going to Arlington Heights. Yep. I'm going to be the only thing left in Chicago. Let me speaking of in Chicago. I want to thank you. Yesterday morning, I texted you when you were going to your do, doing all your stuff. Mondays are mine and my youngest day, Vera. She turns uh, she turns four on October eighth, and Aww. I said Al Al could probably give me a bikeable diner. If uh bike with her in the trailer and we can find one and you came up with one, you thought it might be too far. I'll tell you what, we weren't quite ready for the, for the weather, but she did. I mean, she had a jacket on and she put her hands in her pocket. She was fine, but 20 minute bike ride was fine. We had a great, we had a great breakfast over at your joint. What's that place called? Uh, Dol- cafe, Dolace, Dolce, the cafe. Yeah. Fantastic. Great stuff over there. Yeah, yeah. My, my, my favorite, one of my favorite places over there in Albany Park. You know, if you don't know Albany Park, it's a um, it's a melting pot of America. They were it, great. It, uh, I have to tell you. It, I, oh, go ahead. If you look like on Wikipedia, Albany Park is one of the most diverse communities in the world. Um, there, there's a mixture of every race, ethnicity, class. Um, and uh, uh, this place, uh, uh, a couple Mexican uh, family opened up this coffee shop, and they they, they have fantastic coffee. They use um, who's the good coffee company I like, Clark? Oh, it's uh, the the um, uh, dark matter. Oh, I saw it. dark matter. That's absolutely it. Yeah, yeah. They have dark matter. Mm-hmm. They they cook these these fantastic breakfast meals. You know, you get some avocado in there, and some eggs, and uh, just you get great crepes. You know, with the fresh strawberries. It's just a wonderful place to get co- get a nice cup of coffee. You know, you could get like a, a lavender coffee, or you you could get coffee with some horchata in it. Um, just it's just an awesome place, and uh, I highly recommend it if you're looking for breakfast on Lawrence Avenue in uh, Chicago in Albany Park. I, I think they close early, at like five. They do. Yeah, they, I mean they they close fairly early. I I, I think. Huh. Um. Yeah, it's a breakfast place. I will say that I do get a little concerned going to uh to a place like so you're when I just ask you for a place, you go, here's my spot. And you know, you're trying to help me out and everything. When I get there, I'm like, man, I maybe just asking out outright isn't the right thing because 
I need to be concerned about what's on the kids' menu, you know? Can I can I find a pancake that's, that's a special pancake? Can I find this that's special? Uh, you know, and I don't know. So on the way there, I'm like, oh, shit. I might have messed this up because it's not like I asked a, a friend who has a kid who's been to a place, and they're like, oh, they no, have this. I it's do. great. Because you got to keep them happy. I know, and I shouldn't have doubted you. I apologize for even doubting you. You're right. You knew. You did. But I'm saying it did cross my mind. I'm like, why would I ask, you know, a single man about that with no children? Why would I ask somebody without kids? I wouldn't ask, you know, but it worked out. It was fantastic. You were correct. You were right on the money. The eggs, uh, I was going to go with crepes. I actually started to order that. And I said, I didn't see a kid's menu. She's like, oh, we can do a kid's breakfast. It was eggs. Uh, we did sausage. I get, she had her choice. She picked sausage over bacon, which she does regret that choice. And it came with fruit and stuff. It was great. It was fantastic. She loved it. Yeah, I mean, they do. You could get like a nice uh, crepe with some um, the uh, uh, what's that the the hazelnut spread. Yeah, that stuff. Nutter. Oh nutter, yeah, they nutter. have a Nutella one. I, I almost Nutella. I That's almost it. I almost pulled the trigger on that Nutella one. I was. Yeah, the Nutella one's very good. Yeah, I was feeling that. Um, shoot, I thought I was going to be able to pull up the uh nope. This is CNN. I thought the I the Clark might, News Network. What's going on over there? I thought I might be able to pull up the uh, um that the picture. Uh, no, her her hot chocolate, but it oh. just it didn't seem like it. So yeah, she had brought it in a um, like in a really nice cup, made the hot chocolate. You know, really awesome, and then she said. Here's here's the hot chocolate. There it is, Al. Right there. Oh yeah. You know they did the oh, little yeah. tree in there, right? Great, great design. And then they were kind enough to just after that to they, you know, they they were on top of it where they um they put it into a um into a to go cup with a straw. It was perfect, and it wasn't Aww. too hot. I got to tell you, it was absolutely. I mean, they, they knocked it out of the park. They're they're insanely friendly, and they. They aim to please. I go there and I get my dark matter coffee and they grind the bag up for me uh, because I don't like grinder. I don't like dealing with sticking around with that. I just like pouring the coffee in the filter and drinking. Yeah, so, absolutely, you know, I get my, yeah, I get yeah, my dark matter coffee there. Oh, look at that. There's Vera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Vera never gets any love. It's always, it's a hazel this, hazel that. That's but, incorrect. But, you know, this Vera, girl gets, little, little, no, no, don't even, look at that. There's the dark matter coffee black right there, chilling out, too shabby. Um, yeah, nah, she gets the love. And she gets the love when we're out to eat, too. Like, people, yeah, she she can't do anything wrong, so. Um, that, thank you for that suggestion. Let me, let me find it real quick. We gotta, we gotta shout out the, the, the right name for it. You gave me, you gave me the place, the address, but hang on. Go yeah, on. Cafe Doleche. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I Ab- believe is it. Yeah, nice man, small cafe. No, oh, it was great. I'm consumed by Mexican culture these days with, with El Rey. Man, yeah. I can't wait to jump back in there. This guy, he goes, so, you know, Vicente Fernandez, he gets picked Dolce up by the major Dolce de Leche. Uh, am I pronouncing that wrong? D-U-L-C-E, then D-E-L-E-C-H-E, Cafe. Uh, it's so there, it's there at 3441 West Lawrence in chicago good, good spot you can stop by the pool store to grab a couple a couple of the chemicals you need to shut down the pool because that season's over all of it it's great 
Uh, not at the coffee. You don't get that at the coffee place, though. You, you, that, that's coffee, Clark. You don't put that in your pool. What's that? Look, you don't. You, got you don't get your from... chemicals. Oh, go ahead. No, you don't get your chemicals from that place. No, no, no. On the way home, on Lawrence over there, Halogen, over close oh, to the Cicero, over sure, close Halogen. to the highway there. Yeah, yeah. They're they're pretty good. Um, then put it on Patreon. Should we get po- Patreon? I don't know what. So Vicente gets this record deal, right? And he's about to sign, and you know his wife's pregnant with the baby, and the evil uh, uh, mariachi who's deaf is, is stalking him. And it turns out he signed a contract with another guy, a, a scam artist. So the scam artist is like, "No, I want forty percent of uh, of uh, uh, Vicente's contract." Mm-hmm. And Vicente's like, "No, I'd rather not work than pay this guy. I'd rather just sit at home and get a job selling shoes," you know, and. Uh, so they, they work that out, but this guy wants vengeance on uh, Vicente. So he calls up his friend over at the uh, the Mexican um, Entertainment Tonight, and uh, they, they book they book Vicente on the program, and they, they cut the interview with Vicente, but then they edit the the comments. They they're like, what do you think of these legends and you know the mariachi business? And they go ahead and they they they, they chop in. Oh, I think they all stink. I'm the greatest. And then they ask him about like his wife and he's, you know, he's a, he's a family man. So they're like, you know, what do you think about your wife? And he's like, Oh, I'm, I'm for all the women on the road and all this. So, you know, that's screwed up. Now all his friends have banded him. The record label wants to drop him. And uh, that's where we're at right now in the Vicente Fernandez story. I'll keep you guys updated throughout the year on what's going on with Vicente Fernandez. Please do, but, but, but one parent to another there, Eli just said over there on Twitch, uh, Al, this is the movie Coco. I would have to say I agree. It's very really? similar to the, yes, absolutely. I mean, there Are is like, day, there's Day of the Dead involved, and then, it, you know, it, it, you're in the afterlife and, and, and whatnot okay. through a lot of it. But, okay. yeah, it's, uh, I mean, let me tell you how somebody somebody steals a song. Yeah, they, you can't wait. Remember me, though I have to yeah, say goodbye. Of... Remember oh, me. Oh no 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 no! You see, Vicente no. Fernandez sings like a Spanish god. Yeah, Clark. yeah, Spanish that's what I'm saying. I am I'm, I am also a. Remember me, though I have to say oh, goodbye. Remember me. Yeah, I. I do this a lot when they sing. Beautiful. Uh, before the pandemic, Coco was actually there was a teaser trailer for Coco Two, and I haven't heard much else about it. But I'm going to watch. Wow. Can't wait. Coco, I mean, if you want to cry your eyes out, I highly recommend. I think Coco uh, might, might be my. The cap titles, I'm, I'm in. But. I'm in on El Rey. I do no, think you're not. I'm in. I think. Tell me where to watch it. Which, which service? Netflix. It's on Netflix. Okay. Absolutely. I will. I'll try tonight. Probably won't be able to do that, but maybe tomorrow night. Um, but um, Coco, my, I think it's my favorite Disney movie of all time. I could be, I could be wrong. Wow. I might need a little more time on that, but I just, I don't know. I, I boycotted Disney. I will, I will, I don't touch Disney. Uh, you know, they, 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 Walt Disney was a horrible man. Um, you know, they, they were racists. Uh, they they were homophobes. I mean, the whole the whole Disney organization has been garbage. Uh, you know, it's got a terrible history. So I just I don't touch Dis- Disney. I don't I don't let my kids near it. Rygar is not allowed to watch 
um, no Siamese cats and get any bad ideas. So, wait, what we movie just, is we, that we from? We, we are Disney in this household. Crazy. Um, yeah. No, uh, I do a little bit of Disney around here. We watch a little. I. Coco, watch that movie. You don't have to have kids to watch it. Please watch it. I think you'll like it. I don't understand. What's this reference to? Did you say something about me having lice? Oh, I think he wrote Clark's voice. Is that what you wrote? Yeah, there it is. He said my – oh, thanks, Elijah. That's You have lice? No, he said best voice. Gross. Hey, Eli, could you retype that so I could put the whole thing on the screen together and, you know, without the <laughs> type I'm sorry, I'm just kidding. Clark's yeah, voice. Yeah, I can voice Clark's that is a miss, as well. That he mistyped, Clark's voice has me tearing up. You know that. Come on, Clark's voice. Uh, somebody, Which, what, this year during a YMCA day camp for the oldest one, uh, for Hazel, there was uh, like lice in the building a couple of times. No one in her class or anything. But like, yeah, like that was our first like, fuck. That's that's gonna be a bad one, man. If we get that, uh don't. Uh, it's gonna be frustrating. Keep it away. Oh Jesus! There's. We are there. We go. Oh no! Shit! Quit typing, guys. Hang on. There. Oh, there we go. Thank you, Elijah. I can't. Like, I can't understand it, the frequency. I don't, like, I maybe maybe my ears don't. No, I, I understood bullshit a little bit, but maybe my, it's, um, I think it's a, yeah, Hawker says it hurts. It doesn't hurt me, and maybe it's my listening device or the level of it, but it's like, it's more like, it might be just out of the, the range that my ears are capable of understanding words. Like a dog might be able to understand the words here, but it's just a little too high pitched. Well, your lice hung up. Hung up. What's that? Well, I suppose. Uh, do you want to spend any time discussing our fantasy football weeks? Oh wait, hang on. I, I want I want to answer this question from uh, Guava earlier. Um, asked asked this question. You as a longtime podcaster, Al, I feel like I'd like your opinion on this. From uh, Lick the Palm for Guava over on Twitch, should I do a podcast where my drunk neighbor and I live stream the Bears games and just yell a lot, just to put it on Patreon, or then absolutely, yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Yep, go for it. Yeah, why not? I mean, if it's not going to be too much work, if it's not going to be, I don't know. I I'd don't. be all in. Yep. I would listen. Yep. Lou would listen. We got we got this guy Lou. We'll make sure he listens. And, well, uh, Lou will only find you if you go on to Blog Talk Radio, though. So no, don't yeah, do it. You don't you don't want Lou. He's heard. He's heard Lou. Absolutely, has heard Lou. There's no doubt about it. Oh my goodness! Um, wow. Hey, uh, we do the podcast. Uh, we now are doing two podcasts a week. Is this true? I guess. I mean, if you if you look, if you want to get up at five in the morning, 
Basically, me getting up for this show is like you getting up at five in the morning. Right, like right I now. I drag my ass out of bed to get to do this tonight. Right now, you're having coffee. I'm having a couple beers. Little, I am having coffee. A little bit of the pen here. And if you tune in Friday, it's the opposite. Like, yeah. finally, like the roles are reversed, and I get to see like what it's like for you. You get to see a little bit of what it's like for me at that point. Now, after the program, I thought you alluded to the fact. That um, maybe I talk too oh, much. It's hard to get any word in with this clown. Oh, not at all. What I alluded to the fact was I didn't think I was prepared enough to help to help you, to help elevate you, uh, which you do a fine job of yourself. I just think my job here is to also help steer that into direction. I, I don't know. It, you don't. Not that you need it. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying every quarterback needs a, a, a coach there near him, needs a producer, a guy who's running the show. So I feel like the sports show or the, the fantasy show, I do want it to be more of I'm producing it than I am running it. I want you to have all of that. I just like to help steer it into certain directions. I want to know where you're going a little bit more than I do on this, sh- this show here, if that makes sense. So I can be prepared. That's it. Wait, are you typing to me what I, what I should do, or did you stop? No, no, no. I was talking about you know the uh, the uh, subscriptions you subscribe because I've done it with the I've gotten some of them by porn sites on the uh, what do you call it like Patreon? Uh, my, my fans only, my fans only, oh, fans only. You know, they, they, but that's not what Patreon your, is, right? Well, they suck you they suck you in with like uh, uh, you know for nine ninety nine you you can watch these these uh, yeah. exclusive porn videos. Yeah. But here, you know, here's the scam with this my only thing. I, I did it. You know, there were like uh, two two uh, two porn things I looked into, and I I subscribed. But then on the subscription, they show you the porn movies they're selling. So like you pay you pay money to get a preview of what you could buy. Yeah, OnlyFans. That's what it is. Oh. So that whole thing is a scam. So I'm thinking about starting my own that's my funny. own my own my OnlyFans deal, and you know just a. Uh, uh, it sell trailers. I thought trailers it was called out. fans only too. I'm going to be honest. I absolutely thought it was called fans only. 100%. Wow. That's unreal. Yeah. Yeah, Hawker. I mean, like back in the day, I used to go to family video, you know, as a kid. And you'd get two movies for a dollar. All the old movies. Two movies for a dollar. We would say, and I'm not talking porn. I'm talking about regular movies. We would spend you know, like two to three hours trying to pick out those two movies we would rent for the, you know, the, the Friday night sleepover at the friend's house. We'd pick the game out like a second, because back then you'd rent your video games. And then we, we'd spend, like, said now, only now, now like that is the porn history. You know, you spend two hours just trying to find the right video, and, you know, it, uh, I don't know what I'm saying. We don't need is, to be uh, putting sites out there now. Soon we're going to get the porn bots coming in with all their spamming oh, of this now. Yeah, and then it's going to be, we don't need the porn bots here. YouTube, they get it all the time. We don't need them. Come on, get that link out of there. Zap that thing away. That's, oh. oh no, 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 I got to bookmark it first. No, well, bookmark it. Send, oh, you guys oh. are friends on Facebook. DM it. Fucking DM it. Get out of here. Oh, we're screwed. I don't, I, don't, I can't get rid of it. Ah, here we go. Nice. All right. Well, I guess something to look at. Well, at least it's, we maybe it's somebody else watching the video, and then there's one more person, and then the algorithm picks up. The al- is that yours, by the way? The algorithm. Yeah, I put the Allen algorithm. Absolutely, <laughs> everyone knows this. 
I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on the fantasy show? Me. This is where we're um, As the king of fantasy, Clark, acknowledge me. Acknowledge me. By the way, you know, Sami Zayn and uh, uh, the Bloodline on Friday Night SmackDown, absolutely crushing it. Sami Zayn is on fire right now. Um, acknowledge yeah, me. I know. Let me so, just say. We saw your yeah. little troll. Do you want me to pull out my, uh, my ROI? Can I ask uh, information? you? Information, 700% plus? No, I don't. But can we run over, before we go to, right. to Roman at? Reigns and whatnot, can I ask you, what were your thoughts on the fantasy show in that morning? Um, did you enjoy having good. a having a later night show for you than than ever? What, did yeah, you, yeah, did I you feel like you were staying up too late? I had most of my information done. I still, I, you know, I still miss some things. Some things did change over the course. Right. Um, I did run. I did run a lot with the stack I recommended. I, it did turn out to be a pretty decent stack. The uh, Cincinnati stack. I, I, you know, we'll we'll review that on the show um, on Friday. But I, I thought. Uh, if I remember right, it was, you know, it was a pretty okay play, um, but it wasn't a great play. Uh, it wasn't, it wasn't the winner on the week. Um, but yeah, uh, as far as fantasy overall, you know, uh, I talk up the big weeks. I talk up the wins. You know, there, there's a hashtag in the fantasy community, uh, take no L's. And that's the guys who, you know, they just talk about their wins and they never, they never kind of mention their losses. I will say I had a complete and utter failure this week in fantasy. Um, I lost most of my home leagues. I dropped for the first time in the Scott Fishbowl from uh, 60th in the world. I was the 60th best fantasy football player in the world. I've dropped down, down, now down to like 295. Um, you know, uh, I did win both of my high-stake leagues. One of them I'm in a partnership with you, the Larcher and Lawrence and Collective. Yeah. We, we snuck a win out. Both games, I, I, I snuck a win out. In, overall in the tournament, I think our team is like uh, – 2000 something. Yeah. Um, I think we're like 294 overall I out of 10,000. Yeah. Um, my team, my, my solo team, I'm ranked uh, 360th overall. Um, so I'm having a little bit better success with my team. Although I kind of like the Larcher and Lawrence collective team better. I think, I think, uh, you know, I'm, I'm doing much better in the other game, but I feel like long-term, it might be uh, uh, better. I think we have we have a serious opportunity to win this league and take yeah. home the you know the fifteen hundred dollars and then uh, get into the playoffs. I think we're in the playoffs for certain. In, in that, unless there's not sale coming. In that FFPC, we are uh, three thousand seven hundred and forty-seven, um, and I I don't know a total. What, what was that total? What did what did you think the total was around? How many? I think there's about ten thousand people yeah, in, yeah. in the tournament. So we're still up in the so top half. I mean, our numbers have told us that we don't have the greatest team, but, you know, it, the, our only loss came in a week where we were the second-best scoring team in the league, let alone in the whole thing, you know? And, the, and those projections, Clark, you know, they're designed for, I'm like, year-long fantasy. This is a tournament, and the tournament teams are, are going to be different at the end of the day than, uh, than the fantasy team. So, because we're playing against 10,000 people, not 12. Yeah. You know? We we have to get through the twelve man league to begin with, but uh, my team is we're th- uh, you just said three thousand seven hundred forty seven. I'm at six eighteen. I'm ranked six eighteen out of ten thousand with my other team. Uh, my total on that team is four hundred seventy eight points. The Larcher Larcher Collective is at four hundred twenty eight. So we're not that far off. We're about a fifty point difference between 
you know, being in the top thousand versus being in the, in the 3000 range. So would you agree with this from uh Twitch uh, at a uh, lick the palm for guava? Uh, it, the fantasy community has been more wrong this year than ever on just about everything. I think my guys that established the run have been pretty, pretty sharp. You know, that's, that's the crew I run with. I'm an established the run guy. And, uh, uh, I feel like, uh, you know, uh, uh, from best ball through uh, year long, um, uh, they, they they were pretty sharp. But overall, yeah, man, there were a lot of mistakes. Um, you know, Saquon Barkley being a prime example of a guy who was um, underdrafted. The community wasn't as sharp out as it should have been. Um, established the run, we kept we kept bumping him up the rankings, but uh, we, we were still still too light on um, uh, St. Brown you know, was a guy that uh, didn't get steamed up as much as he should have, even though it was pretty clear. I mean, his last, you know, five, six games last year uh, showed that this guy w- was a quality uh, wide receiver. You know, he was drafted as like the 24th, 25th best wide receiver, when in reality is probably 10th or 12th. And then guys like uh, Eckler, you know, has been an utter disaster. Um, Travis Entienne is a guy that was drafted way too soon, and we should have seen the signs. You know, people thought, you know, uh, James Robinson wasn't going to play much this year, uh, that his injury was going to hold him off for two, three weeks. And uh, Travis Etienne was going to was going to go ahead and, and really command that backfield. That hasn't happened. Um, the community was pretty spot on with Buffalo. I mean, I think we knew Buffalo was going to be good. You know, Jonathan Taylor um, hasn't been as productive as fantasy players as wanted. Um, yeah. You know, Christian McCaffrey. Who, who, you know, I touted as the number one overall pick, um, ha- has not been there. You know, it's been pretty bad for him. Uh, he's still getting the opportunity, but that team is so bad as a whole, it- it's hurting his fantasy production because they're not getting touchdowns. And he needs that touchdown equity to really make it happen. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you look at his production, the dude is still getting the targets. He's still getting the opportunity. 25 touches last week. And uh, only four targets uh, in the passing game, but he, he's been averaging at least four targets a game, and uh, he's been touching the ball, you know, uh, uh, 25 touches last week, which is promising. Only 15 and 10 the first two weeks. So the first two weeks he had 25 touches, um, and then last week alone he just had 25 touches, yeah. so 50 touches on the air. Uh, um, but yeah, I mean, there, there was a lot. There was a lot wrong. A lot right though, too. You know, again, uh, the uh, Philadelphia stack has been pretty uh, uh, true. You know, Jalen Hurts has been as advertised. Yeah. You know, uh, I was more on Fields, and, and it turns out Fields wasn't as good. People overdrafted Trey Lance. Like, that was a big one. Everyone talked up Trey Lance. Yeah. As the, you know, the value steal of the draft. Pitt? And I didn't see it. I was taking Fields over Lance. We can talk about Pitt, Man, Pitt up there. Pitt is a rough subject. I mean, that, that was a guy who was getting drafted at the 2-3 turn. You know, your second and the third what about, round. What about and, Connor? Uh, what about Connor? Then, well, let's stick with James Pitts. Connor. Let's stick with Pitts. Okay. You know, uh, Pitts has been playing in the Pitts. The opportunity is there. It's always been there. You know, he, he got eight targets last week, three targets week two, seven targets week one. So he's averaging about six targets a game, which is incredible for a tight end. But the best he's done is 87 yards, zero touchdowns on the year. You know, the guy was way overdrafted. And the opportunity, everyone drafted him because of the opportunity. And it turns out, you know, Drake London was the steal on the Falcons. 
you know, there was a guy who was going in the, you know, the seventh, eighth round, who's clearly a number one, uh, a target on a bad team. And, uh, he, you know, he's get, he's getting the work done. Drake London, fantastic. And, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Allen Robinson was way overdrafted. I wasn't on him. Yep. You know, he was, uh, uh, well, I mean, after what we've seen, why would we be on him? Like, it, we just, we haven't yeah, seen no, him. I, I mean, going, in, going into the season, I wasn't drafting him, like, in best ball or anything. Yeah. Um, James Conner was, uh, you know, he was a good value. And, you know, questionable right now, by the way, pick up uh, Emo, Eno Benjamin, I think, is, is a good guy to, to maybe stash on your bench. Mm. Um, although, uh, I think it becomes a, a split. If uh, we drop, Connor goes down, with, we drop uh, Sam Brown Williams. for him. Do we drop Sam Brown for him? Uh, no, I wouldn't go that far. Right. You know, we we. Uh, I think we're actually okay. At, I think we're okay at running back. I think we need to. Yeah. We need to get better at wide receiver. You're right, and let me tell you what you did in that. You know, all all these guys were just mentioned in Herbert. Uh, were they talking about Justin? Because the Larcher and Lawrenceon Collective has both players. Because you were yeah. smart enough to bring it up to me that when we were talking about when Brian Robinson, one of our great late drafts, you know, yeah. when he got, when he got a uh, shot in that robbery, it was a robbery attempt. He got shot in a so. robbery. Awful. Uh, but when he got hurt, we went, and we, we were, we were still drafting when that happened. It was a long form draft. So then, then you're like, all right, we can grab Herbert here. That's going to make up for it. Well, this last week, and maybe whatever the future holds for Herbert, sure it it's going to be at least a share, and it might he might get the lion's share, the, you know, of it from here on out. At the very least, I think Herbert might be the guy for the offense. Well, here. my thought my thought in drafting him was, be, and, like and it, I mean, it was it was true. It proved true. He has what you look for in fantasy is you look for guys with standalone value. You know, Tony Pollard of the Dallas Cowboys. He has standalone value. Um, the uh, Hines, Naheem Hines of the Indianapolis Colts has standalone value because these guys are going to get work in the passing game uh, regardless if the starter plays or not. But if the starter goes down, these guys become exceptional values. And Herbert checked all those boxes. He was going to be involved in the passing game. We knew that going into the season that they wanted to do more of a running back by committee going in, and they weren't going to just feed Montgomery every play, that Herbert was going to mix in. And we knew that if Montgomery goes down, whoa, mama, hello, uh, you know, uh, crank the cash register because uh, Herbert is going to get all that work. And that's what we saw this week. And, uh, yeah, I'm hoping we get a couple weeks of Herbert maybe without, uh, without Montgomery. But uh, e- even if Montgomery plays, Herbert still has value. So excited about that. Yeah, me as well. That's great. Yeah. Our team's doing well. The collective, I think, um, outshining where we are. Yeah, I got to feel – you got you to feel pretty confident about this team. You feel pretty okay. good about it. You know, I don't know if it's a half-million-dollar winner, but I think, I think we get to the playoffs. I mean, I yeah. think we're going to have an opportunity for a half-million dollars. That's it, y'all, with, with, the, with fantasy, like – I've enjoyed because on this show today, we've been able to talk and it's kind of nice to have the other one as well on this one. We've been able to talk about year long fantasy uh, and, you know, and over in Twitch chat, uh, both like lick the palm uh, for guava and, and Hawker there, MX Hawker 
they are both discussing uh, a lot of year-long fantasy right now, and I do appreciate that. If you want to know where your daily fantasy lineup should be going and what kind of teams to build and, and stacks, and Al, you can help me out here with this, but what exactly, like, what are we doing on that, on that show on Friday morning? Well, I mean, the approach I took last week, and we'll see if maybe we'll do that again this week, is I took the games – with the, the highest over and under on the main slate. And basically we have an hour to run through as many games as possible, but we start with the highest over and unders because in theory, those games are going to have the most action. And then uh, uh, if there's a game I really like to stack, that's kind of lower on the over under list. I'm going to make sure we get it in 12 games on the slate this week. Um, looking at over and unders currently uh, the game, the games we're definitely going to get to, and talk about unless there's a, a massive drop in the uh, over under. See, there's my Vegas predictions. Market share, Vegas. Uh, right. um, you know, the top the top game is going to be Buffalo and Baltimore. Uh, my guess is going to be that's going to be a very expensive game to stack. It's going to be hard to do. That's the problem with these games with the higher uh, over unders. Is yeah, there's a lot of fantasy equity there, but how much how much are you paying for that ceiling? That destroys your overall ceiling opportunity. Uh, you got to see if it's playable, if it's if it's worth doing, if there's value. Um, just looking, Jamal Williams of the Detroit Lions. If Swift isn't going, and I don't think he is, you know, he's 6100. Um, that's going to be a value play. Uh, it's going to be steamed up. There's going to be a lot of ownership attached to it because I think a lot of people are going to be smart enough to get there. Uh, but that's going to be something to look at. You know, Delvin Singletary, everybody's going to be on the passing game of Buffalo. They're going to spend all that money on Delvin Cooks. They're going to, be, they're going to spend all that money on, uh, I'm sorry, on uh, uh, Diggs, uh, Stephon Diggs and, uh, and Justin uh, Allen. They're probably not going to spend a lot of money on Delvin Singletary because it's hard to commit to the running game of the Buffalo Bills because Singletary had eight targets or eight attempts, six attempts, nine attempts. Uh, but he also seeing – uh, some some uh, he had 11 targets in the passing game last week. 11 targets for Singletary. Uh, he caught nine of them. So I mean that's Christian McCaffrey like numbers. Uh, so Delvin Singletary might be a steal that no one's going to touch at 5900. It might be a good pivot off of what everyone else is doing. That's that's how you um, be contrarian and that's how you win money. So if you don't play that game, you might want to take some equity out of it with Delvin Singletary and go against the field there. Um, just looking at other games with the with the high over unders, we're, we're probably going to be talking Seattle Detroit. You know, Detroit's been putting up numbers. If uh, if, if St. Brown is playing, and I, I believe he will, man, going up against single, hello, uh, the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, there's some money there, and if Seattle could push back and Geno Smith could get an offense going, if that uh, dusty uh, coach of theirs can make something happen, you know, that might be a game worth checking out. I don't know. I haven't I haven't gotten to the research yet. That could be very ugly but it does have the second highest over and under on the week, as does another ugly game. A lot of ugly games this week, the Atlanta Falcons and the uh, Cleveland Browns. You know, that game has a 50-point over and under right now. Those are two ugly teams. But, wow. man, I bet you the pricing I bet you the pricing on those players, you know, if that, gets, if that becomes a shootout, and as, for, as Vegas is projecting right now, you have very obvious target trees, and that's what you look for in fantasy football. Where's the ball going? Do you know? 
Well, sure. If you're playing the Cleveland Browns, if you're playing uh, Jacoby Brissett, which I wouldn't do, I'd probably maybe even go with Jalen Hurts. I'd put Hurts in there. Maybe even uh, uh, Lamar Jackson and not play the the Baltimore stack, but instead you get the equity of the Buffalo uh, – the Buffalo Baltimore game by playing Jackson as your quarterback naked and, but yet playing the stack of Cleveland um, Atlanta as your wide receivers, because you're going to get a lot of value there right now. The highest price receiver in that game is Amari Cooper at 6,300, 6,300. That's the highest priced receiver. Drake London, you know, where's the ball going for Marcus Mariota and the Falcons? It's either going to be Pitts or it's going to be Mariota. You know, guys like uh, Zacharias, uh, Omariah Zacharias, probably not going to see a lot. Uh, Kadaro Hodge, you know, I don't know, I don't know what he's going to get. You know, he's three thousand three hundred. You know, he might be a nice uh, uh, piece of that game stack that's cheap and easy. But you're getting so much value in that game stack, man. Sky's the limit. Whoa, mama. Whoa, baby. You know, you could build some cool teams. So yeah. that's going to be a game that's going to be really worth breaking down and discussing. Uh, we'll definitely get to that game. And then, uh, uh, you know, a couple others hopefully we'll have time for. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Green Bay, New England, uh, Jacksonville, Philly. A lot of ugly games this week. This slate is hideous. This is one of the most disgusting slates I've seen in a long time. I mean, there's not a good game on here. Yeah. The Raiders, Denver, maybe in the late game, but New England, Green Bay, woof. You know, the Cardinals versus Carolina, woof. Yep. Um, the Bills versus uh, Baltimore, that's probably going to be the game everyone's going to watch. Um, the Titans versus the Colts, ugly. You know, the, the Redskins versus the Cowboys, good rivalry game, but, you know, you got shitty quarterbacks and shitty teams playing. Man, this is, it's, it's, an, ugly, it's an ugly field. This is, this is where I make money. It's in chaos and, and, and just absolute hideous game slates. You know, when, when there's a lot of good games, I tend to fail because I'm not, I'm not, you know, I like playing contrarian. I like playing the bad players. But when all the players are bad players, boom, you know, I, I have a little bit of advantage. Yeah. You know, your top wide receivers going into this week are going to be, um, you know, these are the money guys. You have Stefan Diggs is the most expensive at at eighty four hundred, you don't have any Cooper Cup this week. Someone... Uh, Saint Brown is the second uh, think... highest ceiling. Diggs being banged up, like man, I don't know why, it, but maybe that's the move you make to to get the win. Is you do go with it, and then he has a huge week. But with him banged up, you you you'd think you'd be scared off of him at the high price, right? Yeah. Hey. Um, yeah, I mean. You're going to hear about all of this daily fantasy stuff, and like I, I love the preview here. It's 5 a.m. Uh, the Blog Talk live crowd, if you're listening live on Blog Talk, not too many there anymore. Uh, the podcast feed continues, so you can grab the podcast of this later and listen to it more. And, of course, we're still on live on all of the, uh, the video streams as well. Um, but, um, Al, 5 a.m., like this is when we're going to really get into all of this. And, like, man. Uh, yeah, we'll discuss the, uh, the good running back plays this week. Jamal Williams, Nick Chubb, awesome. Saquon Park. You know, we'll, we'll try to figure out what to do with uh, because we're going to have money to spend because of the cheap stacks, because of the bad games. You know, is this a week where Jonathan Taylor is the guy to play? 
Does Christian McCaffrey bounce back against the pitiful uh, Arizona Cardinals? You know, you know I, Derek Henry, the big dog, started eating this week. Does he continue to feast? Yeah. You know, I drafted Jonathan Taylor in your long in your league at number one overall, right? Ugh. Yeah. It's tough. It, it's not coming through yet. Uh, the last thing before the live show ends here, that um, you and I are both in the foosball league, Ross's league over there, and I picked oh. up I picked up the Cleveland defense, um, and uh, I played them this week. I would have lost the game without that touchdown at the end. Ross, and I beat Ross in that game, and I'm not. I don't even think I'm in the top half in this league, right? I don't even think I'm in the top half. However, you and I have the most points scored against in foosball league with Ross, just so you know. They're coming at us. They are firing at us in that league, bud. And we are – I don't know why I can't win that league. I'm, I'm pissed off. There's two leagues that are a curse to me, my league and that fucking Ross league, the foosball. Uh, I don't even like the name of the league. Everything about it, the scoring system – the, the, uh, hey, Ross, the, the Ross, he doesn't out. mean any of it. I know you're listening, and you might not be listening until Thursday or Friday because sometimes you don't listen until then. But he's going to hear this, and I just want you to know that being the Clark Bar as you are, and we're buddies, we're pals, I'm, I apologize for picking up the Browns there. Did you see that um, – oh, who was it uh, that dropped the ball on that game Thursday night? Um, oh, your guy, Claypool. There, a lot of people yeah. lost that DFS that night. A lot of people lost <laughs> – because Claypool ended up losing points on that because he lost five yards. So the opponent, you know what I mean? Like in some of the year-long leagues, like, the, like it just screwed people over. He lost his points, uh, and then the Browns got him on that last minute, that last second touchdown. Unbelievable. Unreal. Yeah, six out of ten in that league. I mean, they should just shut that thing down. You're fifth out of ten, know. you know. Yeah. Hawker you just... have 45 points on me. Yeah, I know. And like, it, it, but the scores against us is where it gets us. Um, Hogger just goes, "Why ten seconds? Oh, that's just the blog talk live. It, it, blog talk live is no longer with us. That's where you can listen to us uh, live. Blog talk radio, Larcher and Lawrence and um, nice Hogger. Go ahead. Hogger doesn't know that you know I'm a foos fucking master. I am one of the uh, elite foosball players Hang of my on generation. A minute. I have, I, uh, a foo- I have a seldom used foosball table in here because why? Because I have a neighbor who's so dominant on it that none of us ever want to play. I have it here. Hawker, come on over. Hawker, Larcher. Boom. Let's do this. See, you know, when I was a kid, uh, when I was a kid, my mother was crazy and uh, she, she, she was checking herself into a mental hospital. And in the process, she checked me into a mental hospital. And because they had nothing to go by, but what my mother was saying, uh, they locked me up. And I spent uh, two, two, two months in a mental institution where all we had was a foosball table and uh, Galactica. And, uh, you know, I became a foos fucking master. And uh, I, I can play without even spinning. Like, if you have a rule where you can't spin the, the, the stupid uh, players, you have to just use your wrist. Nobody's better than me. Well, I'll One tell you what. Goalies, we have generation. we have your origin story. Uh, I can't wait to find out Hawker's origin story when it comes to foosball. Um, yeah, you are kind of a kind of the pinball wizard over there. Oh, do you wait? You spin now? Yeah, no, so that's what I'm saying. I don't need to spin. How, my wrist. Yeah. I can twist my wrist. Look at this. Look at this, Clark. 
Wait, hang on, hang on. Oh. We got we got to go to this. We got to go to this view. Hang on, do that again. Hang on, try that again so we can see it. Oh, pull it back a little. Get in the camera shot. Get in the shot. I'm God damn it! Stone Cold says you got to know where your cameras are. Know your angles. Yeah, I I am like I said a foos fucking master. Uh, you know nobody's nobody's stop me. Although I did play, I did I did play a, a dude. Um, a couple of years ago, he was on home turf. He was at, he was at big city, big shitty bar. Um, and I played him in a game and he, he clobbered me. I so, imagine um, the table at big city has a couple of spots that aren't exactly level. Just a thought. Yeah, I may, it's been, it's been years. So I may be a little out of practice. I, I, I may not be the player I once was, is what I'm saying. You know, uh, I might be Tom Brady this season versus, yep. uh, you know. Give us a few months here. I'll get you on a training regiment. Come over once a week. We've got this. Yeah, yeah, we man. If we start, to, you start filming like a Rocky montage of me working out right. the foosball table, you know, the pushing in and out, the spin in the wrist, uh, I, I think maybe, you All know, right. uh, this could be the comeback story. So you have done a great job of trying to get me in to the WWE. Trying to get me back. I've I've faded away. I don't watch it. Last night while it was on, and I turned yeah, off the Monday night. Last night, <laughs> no. Last night when I was on, uh, when I was on, uh, you know, watching Monday Night Football, I then flipped over to Quantum Leap, and I watched the second episode for show for for show content. But I didn't take notes because I knew you weren't watching it, uh, and I missed WWE. But last week you sent me a video of a great promo. With Sami Zayn there, oh. um, acknowledge me. I mean, if, like, yeah, acknowledge him. Like, and everybody says I acknowledge you. Cool. I don't get it. I don't understand what that means. Why do you have to acknowledge the guy? Like, because I he's a heel, Clark. He, he's he's so he's he's the tri, he's the leader of a of like a mafia group. He's the leader. He's like Tony Soprano. And uh, remember when uh, Ralph. Wouldn't shake Tony's hand, like he he wouldn't. Yes. He was upset. There was that whole incident. That's what it is, Clark. This is you know the people have to they have to pay their respects to Roman Reigns. It, they have to understand that he is the tribal chief, that he runs the family, that even if you work for him, you have to acknowledge that he is the boss. That the fans, when he goes into arena, that they need to acknowledge him as the greatest. And you have Paul Heyman in the mix as the wise man. You have the, the new Uso, the Uso brother, as the uh, enforcer, the Arn Anderson role. And then you have Sami Zayn as this quirky, you know, he, he, he's the white kid trying to hang out with the rappers. You know, um, he, he's the kid who just doesn't fit in, but he's, try, he's trying to. And, uh, you know, they, pulled the, they, they, they did a swerve this week where it looked like they were throwing him out of the um, – of the gang. And there's, there's, there's these two brothers, there's Jay and Jimmy Uso, the Uses. And, uh, Jay hates him. Like just absolutely hates him. So Roman Reigns was fucking with uh, Sami Zayn and told him to take off the shirt. And, uh, he wouldn't do it. He was like, Oh, come on guys. So Jay went over and ripped it off. And he was so happy because he was finally getting his way and getting rid of Sami Zayn. And then Roman Reigns turns around. And he's like, I wanted you to take the shirt off because I got you your own shirt. And boom, tosses him a new shirt. They're plugging merchandise. It's brilliant. There, Everybody, you know. There's something about that segment that was so great and so awesome. There, 
it was fun. There's a bit of a of an issue that I had in that I didn't know if it made sense. Like I don't. So they did a promo. I Paul Heyman talked. Yeah. Uh, I think they all talked a bit. They were talking about this new enforcer guy who came well, from okay, the so, came down from the family, and apparently he came yeah, yeah. from you know the the Samoan family. He came down. The elders yeah. sent him to 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 take down the tribal yeah. chief or to, to have a good talk with the tribal chief for them. And the tribal chief says, "No, you answered me." Is that what happened? Okay, so it's like this: the elders, you know, the head shrinker, the head. The, remember the head shrinkers back in the WWE? Yeah. The elders. They, they, and they, you know, they're they're the elders of the island. But you can't you can't king, put them on TV to give them a little bit of a of a rub. No, they've put them on TV before, but okay. it, it's a you know you a don't need payday, little, little payday, you know. So so yeah, so you have the old timers, and Roman Reigns was in trouble because the Usos couldn't be at the match, so they sent in the Usos' younger brother as the enforcer, and so now after the match, Roman Reigns kind of like you know, grab them, like, okay, follow me up the aisle, you know, you're part of the family, but this was the first time he went face-to-face oh. with him, and he basically said, hey, listen, you are a part of the family, they sent you here, I didn't send you here, I didn't ask for you to join the mob, you know, you're Furio coming in from uh, from Italy, but as long as you understand that I am the head of the table, you acknowledge me, you're a part of this group, and Solo's, Solo, that's his name, He's been built up as a guy who's his own man. You know, he, he's kind of a wild card. So he went ahead and he, he didn't reluctantly do it. He looked Roman in the eye and he said, my tribal chief, I acknowledge you. And Roman kind of gave him a very dominant alpha hug like, yeah, okay, I accept you. But, you know, no, I am the power player in this family. So you have this dynamic where uh, this guy is kind of a wild card and, and he likes Sami Zayn. And Jay and Jimmy, his older brothers, he's not close with the older Usos. So he's more closer with Sami Zayn. And now you have this element of all these guys. Everyone has their own motives within this organization. And somebody is going to end up turning on Roman. And, you know, this whole acknowledge me line is brilliant. Because (laughs) one day what's going to happen is The Rock is going to walk down to the ring. And he's going to look Roman in the eye. And one of two things are going to happen. Rock's either going to say, look, you have been bastardizing this family. There's only one head of the table. It's me. If you smell what I'm cooking, you will acknowledge me. Or the Rock is going to come to the ring. He's going to get his Rudy Pooh candy ass in the ring. He's, he's going to say how great he is and what a, what a star he is. And Roman Reigns is going to be like, look, you're a Hollywood star. This ring is my island. You acknowledge me. So one of the two are going to ask the other to acknowledge them. And boom, fireworks, WrestleMania, Hollywood, you have a hell of a story going. And Roman Reigns has been, you know, the world champion now for like two years. The Usos have been holding those tag titles for, for, for over a year now. They're, they're setting records. I mean, this is the best thing going in wrestling. It is it's compelling. Every, every element of the story is interesting. There's interweaving parts, you know, is – Sami Zayn going to end up turning on the, you know, are the bloodline going to end up turning on Sami Zayn and then maybe uh, Sokoa ends up joining him or is his old buddy, Kevin Owens going to be the one true friend he has left and he's going to end up, you know, rejoining Sami Zayn. And then those two form a tag team and they go after the Usos at WrestleMania for the tag team title. Man, there's a lot of, it's just cool stories of things that could happen. 
And then you have blood games going on. Wait, hang on. You know, you have war games going on. So that that segment, though, like, and yeah, I I think that'll be a fun thing to watch. I will I will turn on Peacock and I will watch when The Rock goes against Roman Reigns. This is my place, and then he'll beat The Rock because there's no reason for The Rock to win because he doesn't need that um, at WrestleMania. That'll be fun. Um, but in the segment the other night, like that was awesome. It was fantastic. I loved the swerve. I didn't understand how they got done with the part with the, with the solo fella and, and the Usos, they had all talked, Heyman talked, everybody talked. Then they played the music and it's done. It's done. Everybody walks off. Then, so their segments over, they were finished. Right. Then Sammy grabs the mic and asks him to turn off the music and says, everybody stop this. I just need to tell you that I also acknowledge you to him, right? Did the whole thing. Then right. the shirt Basically. comes off. Then uh, then he gets another, you know, th- then he doesn't have a shirt. Then why do they have a shirt on them to give to him, to present to him in front of everybody? If they didn't know, they like, they the segment was over. They, it's not like they stopped the music from playing themselves. Sammy stopped it. If he really doesn't know he's getting a shirt, why is he stopping the music? The continuity of that kind of kind of crossed me a little bit. I didn't understand. Well, one, that doesn't one, make you, sense. It doesn't make sense. Why you would? Why do they yeah, even have the shirt? What, what were they going to give it to like, him when they got back to the ramp? When they got in the backstage, like they had the shirt, shirt in their pocket on them, but they're like, oh, well, we're gonna. Did they forget that they were going to give him the shirt and they just no, played the music? Well, that later. Well, you can stop talking. Maybe you can okay. explain, but uh, it's possible that later in the, they were planning to do that later in the show, and he had it on him. And okay. he, you know, uh, Sami Zayn interrupts him oh. and and goes on this thing, and he says, "You know what? I'm going to take this opportunity to do it now in front of the crowd." Yeah. And that's how he does it. We brought it uh, out but here it's one with of those... us just in case Sami stops the music and says, "I'm going to talk then." No, he he had the shirt on him to give him later in the show. Oh, he's carrying it around he the whole the sh- night when they come out. Well, they're, they're yeah, he had the okay. shirt made. He was obviously going to present it to Sammy. At I'm being point. very fucking Why nitpicky here. I'm sorry. I know, I, know I am. It's frustrating because it's stupid stuff. But it makes sense. It, the continuity's wrong. I mean, you know it's it. It's not wrong, though. Yeah, it's wrong. I mean, there's a perfectly you good explanation. You don't bring it to the ring if you're not going to use it. Why not? You have the shirt made because you want to present a, a it to quick, Sammy at simple, some point in the night. A quick, simple, and everything worked fine. The crowd loves it. Everybody's excited. It's fine. Simple like, hey, hey, Jimmy, did you bring that? You know, just a simple like, hey, we were going to do this. Or, 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 or a quick, simple like, hang on. We we're going to do this later, but, but I have it with me now. Or, 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 if, or, if, or if Roman, yeah, they had him take it off. It, or if Roman all of a sudden goes, no, hang on, guess what? Guess what? I'm, I was going to give this to you later, but here it is now. That's all he had to do. That's all the he had Usos, to do. He didn't say that. Clark, the Usos weren't in on the bit. They didn't know it was coming. Well, Roman could have just gone. Um, sorry, Sammy. Uh, I I was going to do this later, but here it is. Here's the shirt. Like, well, that would have been. But they like fucking with him. Why do you have the Why funny. do you have the whole speech plan to give him about it? Why did he have a rehearsed uh, speech ready to go? It wasn't rehearsed. No. Sammy interrupted him. Okay. And then he saw the opportunity to fuck with him. I've seen Roman give a lot of promos. And people aren't sure if Roman actually likes Sammy or he just likes fucking with Sammy. Okay. 
and he's using him. Jay obviously hates Sammy. Okay. And then the question is, does Jay hate Sammy because he actually is a good guy at heart okay. and just wants, he knows Sammy's going to get, you know, eaten by this gang. You know, he's a dude fucking with a gang that doesn't belong. He's the white kid, you know, in prison, you know, hanging out with the, uh, with the, with the gang of a different race. Sammy's not You know, right. they accept him because they like him. But at the end of the day, he's not one of them. He's not a Samoan. He's not in the dynasty. So they okay. could easily turn on him at any point. It's, it's just a great relationship. I didn't, I don't know. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. It, I mean, it's no Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. I mean, not yeah. quite like not quite that, but it's all right. It's not, it's not Orange Cassidy to me, but it's close. Yeah, no, no. It's not, I mean, I know you think Roman Reigns and Orange Cassidy are the same thing. I mean, it's all pretty close. But I, see, I have a feeling like this is fake Clark and just a bit like you with the Bears. What do you mean? Like your whole thing about the Bears, you know, I'm not, I can't accept the Bears going to Arlington Heights. This is the worst idea ever. Like, I feel like it's just that. Like, you're just, you know, that's you're probably, just trolling. Yeah, that's, what it is. that's a little of it. I mean, yeah, but I mean, I, yeah, I know. but I honestly don't watch it. Like, I wish I did. It'd be fun. Like, if I could just watch. I'm glad you don't watch it. If I'm I could just you miss good only watch the Bloodlines. I don't have the time to watch all of that fucking wrestling. That was my hope. Yeah, I was excited are, that there was a new product that was going to be. On YouTube, there was, there was you a can, new product that was going to be. There was a new product that was going to be worth a shit, and I would watch it, and it doesn't appear to be worth a shit. And now I'm pissed. Like AEW you, is is it's not working. It's horrible. It's it's in a bad space. Easily, I should stop watching that product. I really yeah. should stop watching that product. But I don't have. 17 hours to watch a week WWE you're not the NFL that's a, that's Like I'm not argument. I don't care like I don't I'm not going to watch you the can show easily, You could easily pay attention to what's happening in the bloodline Just by following it on Reddit And I, watching maybe 15 minutes of clips I'm not going to do that with Quantum Leap I didn't do that with Better Call Saul I didn't do it with The Walking Dead I watched shows, the shows I didn't just not, go to Reddit and look at clips within the show. Yeah but I, I like you know that I want to watch the whole presentation. I'm not just watching oh, a see, scene just, with Nacho on Better Call Saul. I'm not just you're watching You're making excuses it. to be a dick is what you're doing. No, I just, like you I just make excuses to be a dick instead I'm of not, accepting the reality of the situation. I, under, I need to watch the whole me, show. No, you don't. If you tell if, me if that, it's one, good, that it's good wrestling, I obviously believe you. I just, I'm not intrigued. I don't care that much about this, I don't understand the tribal chief thing, and I think a lot well, of it you comes. Not to I think a lot of it is from from me being like a, a child and seeing the head shrinkers out there, and I just thought they were. I didn't. I don't understand it. I don't get the the culture. So you're racist. It's got to be a no, white, not baby-faced, just, blue-eyed. I don't uh, Hulk Hogan to no, understand. Not at all. I just don't understand what the bloodline is. Like, is that real? Is that a thing? Like, is yeah, the bloodline a real thing when it comes to Samoan? Or is it all just bullshit? And, like, is he playing it up a lot more than anybody does? Are there really tribal chiefs like that going around the world right now telling people? You're asking like, this a pro- professional wrestling. What I want to know like, is, you're, you're trying is to there, qualify no, whether is it's there real somebody, or not within professional wrestling. But is when there you watch somebody, Better Call Saul, like, are, there, do, do, are there elders really saying 
acknowledge me to people? Do they, is there an elder out there somewhere that is telling people that they have to acknowledge them as their chief? Like, is that what is that a real thing, or is that just like a WWE thing with Roman Reigns? Is he just like you have to acknowledge me now? Like, I don't understand it. Like, can I look that Did up you know and I can back it all up? Was all fake. They were actors. What's that? Did you know the, the Sopranos was all fake? It was all fiction. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it was all created. And that Italian Americans generally aren't in the mafia, and that you know the families aren't actually like that. So then, what are you saying? Do you know? Are, are you do you saying, know when you watch Breaking Bad, those zombies aren't real? And why are there zombies in Breaking Bad? I'm sorry, and you're uh, Walking Dead. I understand what TV shows are. Obviously, I understand. Do you understand? Do you understand wrestling is a TV show? Do you understand the show is scripted? Do you understand it's written out? I don't think you quite understand where I'm coming from on this. I do. You're being ridiculous just to be ridiculous. No, not at all. Like I don't get. I don't get it. Like so, what you're telling me is that it is all just like made up. Like it's just they're just like it's just a a thing. Like they don't really have tribal. Are are there real tribal chiefs? Are there real? Like I want to know what is that? Are the is there really? Are there really places still today in 2022? Where there are tribal chiefs for for these folks for 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 them for this culture is that a real thing or is that just like a wrestling thing right now? And I don't care. I just I want to know. I'm trying to learn. I don't understand what relevance it has to the story. I just want to know. Yeah, maybe like, you know what there are there are there are Hawaiians and there are tribes in Hawaii. There are American. Uh, there's Samoa. Uh, I mean, there are there are families that probably consider an elder a tribal chief yeah i would think that's probably a fairly real thing what do the but it's obviously being played up as a character in a wrestling show and what do what do those of the community think of this i don't know clark of i've those never asked them nor do i care to ask i just them. that's like, where that's what i need to find out if i can find out oh. that, that it's backed by by the families involved, then I'm I'm all in, and I'm sure it is. Yeah, I just want to make sure they've been on television. The families involved, Clark. Huh? The elders have been involved. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's great. Awesome. Then yeah, I mean I'll watch. I'm all I'm all for it. I will watch on Reddit. Al, is that good? All right, so we got uh, Friday, we got the fantasy show, and, uh, you know, we'll go do some uh, grocery shopping. Sure. That uh, that works for me. Thanks for the show tonight. All right. Yep. Uh, we'll be back with this one next Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. Friday morning, 5 a.m. forever. On the podcast, maybe they're after you. Is it the most of you on that kid? Or uh, head on home with us. We'll play everything you need for daily fantasy. Al, Yeah, y'all. It is 
Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. 